Well, it's um, that magic time again. It's magical, magical time of year. Um, Tuesday it's night. It's Christmas. <laughs> it is not Christmas. <laughs> it is uh, a wet spring. It's the middle of April. Uh, it is uh, the New Top Podcast, episode number one hundred fifty-one. And hopefully, I won't fuck this one up like I did the last two weeks for some reason. <laughs> um, don't understand how I did that two weeks in a row but i managed to so you're past that slump now i hope so i'm <laughs> i'm really hoping that i'll be able to just trudge forward and and uh not do that shit again uh, i being one of your hosts chris uh the one that likes to fuck up the posting of the episode after editing it really bad i've had a rough <laughs> a rough month i would say uh jeremy the guy who's reassuring me that i'm over the slump and we got this we got this he's another one of the hosts uh and then we have the uh the lovely jess Oh, thanks. Who's uh, disheveled and and tired? And sunburned and blistered and and crazy because she travels late at night and goes to work the next morning, and that is insane to me. It's the best. I got all, a whole day in the park extra. So, and it was absolutely perfect yesterday. Oh yeah, because no one goes to the fucking park on Monday. Actually, that is wrong. That <laughs> is one of their busiest days because everybody thinks that they don't go to the park on Monday, so that's when everybody goes. <laughs> I'd assume like a Tuesday or a Wednesday would be a good day. It was the weather was. It was amazing yesterday. Not in the summer, and then uh, then Bree, the quiet one. Hi. And I have to I have to uh, pat us uh, collectively on the back for fixing the fucking headphone situation. <laughs> well, I I teamwork. I just am mad that you wouldn't listen to me, and then you finally did. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I told you that there was something wrong, and you blamed it on my headset, and you blamed it on my connection. I still think the connection is the issue. The the prong, the, the type of cord we were using was definitely wrong in multiple spots. I'm still not convinced it's right all, everywhere, but that's better. So. Did you know improving and improving are spelled the same way? <laughs> I just wanted to tell you that. Because <laughs> I was just writing improving, and I was like... And they are not the same. Like, improv is never like, an improvement. Yeah, I was like, this is the Rarely. same word. It's like no. when you spell something yeah, out and you're like, did I really spell that right? Improv. <laughs> <laughs> show notes. We had, we had some awesome people contact us about being on the show, and so I'm just responding is to their email. A, is it an improv troupe? Because I really, I'm not sure I want to have improv. <laughs> Talking about bringing back the No, no it, they're cooler. I'll tell you about it later. They're cooler? Yeah. <laughs> they're, no. <laughs> Let me tell you, they're not. I know. They're, I mean, improv can be they're cool, improv, but they're, what they but do is 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 pretty cool. As long as I don't have to give them like the Mad Lib shit when no. they come on the show, I'll be no, fine for talking sure. to them. No. <laughs> give me a word that rhymes with. Yeah. Give me a word that rhymes with duck and uh, a place and uh, six proper names. Fuck. There's a rhyme. Rhyme with duck. <laughs> have the fuck box out, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, okay, so. Um, we got some mail. Oh yeah, uh, from one of our guests. Uh, so I gave it to Jeremy to open. I waited to open it. Well, it's funny when you sent the picture in. It, it says German on the front, but looking at it quickly, I thought it was my name. <laughs> yeah, I kind of thought that Just, too. But I'm like, why would somebody send mail to? Yeah, with I mean the handwriting fits. My so. name, but but anyway, we got uh, mail from German, the the guy that does the Utah Cheese Awards. A cheese bite. What? I said our cheese buddy. Oh, there's there's the dog barking at the door. 
I can't edit that. Are you going to open it? I'm trying oh, yeah. to fill time, and you're just fucking staring at me over here. I'm trying to make conversation and fill time, and I give the envelope to Jeremy to open, and he's just holding it and looking at me blankly. I, I was waiting for the wow, cue. Wow, you are Well, while really, he's doing that. Do you have a letter opener at home? Because you're really bad at opening mail. I use a knife, usually. Okay, see. Letter opener of sorts. Thanks again from Steve. Aw. And it is tickets to the Salt Lake Cheese Festival. Excellent. And that's in June. That's the one in June, because the awards are a ways away. Yes. Saturday, June 8th. At the Garden. Enough tickets for all of us, plus a couple. Yeah, I think you put six in there. Excellent. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. We appreciate it. Yeah, we do. Definitely appreciate that. And we actually beat, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but we beat Radio from Hell uh, in talking about the Cheese Festival with him. Uh, and the Cheese Awards in particular. So We're number one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my garden's all planted. Oh, you got everything in? There's a big space of nothing that I want to find something uh, for. Gotcha. I don't know what to put there, so I did uh, a lot of potatoes. Like, a lot of potatoes. Potatoes are good. Yeah, well, and it, it's something I know I'll eat a ton of if they grow. Um, so I did a whole bunch. I did them up at the front, and I did cucumbers along the wall, uh, some of the Armenian cucumbers, and then some other kind of cucumber, and then um, zucchini against the house, and then a bed of Brussels sprouts, some garlic, some onions. But I have a space between the onions... And the cucumbers and the zucchini that I could put something else. So my only suggestion is don't do something that flowers because it'll cross-pollinate with that other stuff. Yeah, with the, the zucchini and cucumbers. So, so any other lettuce, Swiss chard, whatever, just don't do something that flowers. Yeah, and the only thing that flowers is all the zucchini and the cucumbers, right? Because potatoes don't flower. Potatoes don't flower. Yeah, and, and, and Brussels so, sprouts. So don't. I would not suggest another squash or something, because then yeah. they'll cross and then you get monster weed. No, I was thinking about peppers, maybe, but yeah. I didn't have good experience with peppers before, so I don't know. Um, I will say, digging in, in the soil to plant stuff, I've got a lot of fucking worms, that's which good, makes though. me feel really good about yeah, the soil. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I ever, like every hole I dug, I was pulling worms out. That means the soil's really good. So the chickens, when we're when we're prepping, oh, we usually the chickens out, and they just go nuts. So they they're standing there waiting for every shovelful to come up because they dig all the worms out. <laughs> but don't you want to keep your worms? Oh, you do, but it's funny. Do you just put new ones in? Ever? No, they just come no, back. They just grow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, worms are really cool because they can like have most of their body cut off and regrow, right? Yeah. Well, and they, and they aerate the soil, and they're really good for the soil. Yeah, speaking of that, I'm having someone come aerate my yard, because it really needs it. It hasn't been aerated in, fuck, like nine years. I just, is it the pokey hole kind, or is it the pulley out the plug kind? They all have to pull out the plugs. So, yeah. That's what aeration is. So, I hate that. It looks like there's shit there, all over your It does lawn. for a little bit, but it's really good for you. Yeah, it's really good for the lawn. And ours needs it badly. Like, you can see the front yard, how compact it is. It definitely needs to be aerated. You should aerate every couple of years, and I've just never done it here. So You should. But anyway, so I have someone coming to aerate it. It's actually one of my employees, um, her husband. They bought <laughs> Him and his brother bought an aerator so they could aerate people's yards for a fee so they could make money to buy a duck boat. <laughs> Priorities. That's actually That's awesome. I mean, it's a pretty good proposition, <laughs> right? Because like, it's not hard. You run An aerator takes 20 minutes to run across a yard. But you can charge someone 50 bucks for it. 
I'll pay him 50 bucks so I don't have to fucking buy a useless machine that I'm never going to use. The only thing I would say is flag your sprinkler heads so they don't hit them. Yeah, they're all on the edge, and I have to dig them all up anyway this year. So I have not turned my water on yet. Um, I'm trying to avoid turning my water on uh, until as long as possible. Uh, and when I do, I'm going to dig all my sprinkler heads up and replace them because they're a lot of them are busted. They're in bad positions. I need to move them a little bit. Well, not the new fence back in the corner where the dogs have like dug Fucking and stuff. We have everything. to we have to do some backfill and and replant grass over mm-hmm. there. And, and over here where they they came up the side, the property line, the the old fence must have been crooked, and so like it legit just our yard just drops off. <laughs> yeah, so I'm doing some like I put some rock down. I put some more rock down. And some soil, and then put some some uh, grass seed down, and I'm good with. I think we seed. should do sod. I no. hate it when you do seed because the weeds get in it, and then I have to go pick out the weeds. Nope, works great. Can't even tell where the other box. Yes, was. you can. Nope, you can see the square of weeds. <laughs> There's no weeds now. Because I went out there and manually pulled all the weeds out. Well. You know, it gives you something to do. So I created an automatic chicken water. I've been working on it. I've been thinking it through for a while, and I finally actually put it into place. So that did no. you patent it? I should. That don't, water. Don't, be, don't talk about it on the show, man. Oh, I got it. It's just cool. <laughs> so our, our our rain barrel that we've had on the side of the house forever. No, that this just a barrel. Well, it's an, actually it's a pickle barrel. Yeah, it's just a pickle barrel. It's a pickle barrel. It's not a rain barrel. I don't know what you're talking about. So so I moved the pickle barrel. Put the put the rebuilt the rain gutter because I had I had it was broken it was it was not functioning yeah. as a normal rain gutter should do you guys know by the way I don't know if people know this but it is illegal to collect rainwater it is yep I know that which so, is why he's telling you it's a pickle barrel right it's yeah a pickle it's barrel. a pickle why barrel are they and his, out rain barrels no and his gutters an about it his gutters were fucked up so 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 anyway so I took that and I moved it inside the chicken coop and then I've got a hose that goes around underneath. Uh, into the chicken coop. And then on the wall, I mounted it's a PVC pipe, and it's got these little chicken bowls. There's five little chicken bowls, and it's got this little lever in it. When the chickens peck at it, it fills up the little bowl. Oh, so it is, like, constantly clean. So it's pressure-fed, so I only have to fill the pickle barrel, like, once every, I'm guessing, two to three months, maybe, because it holds that much water in these little tiny cups. So it's not going to, like, evaporate, like, when you fill the big bowl. Right. Well, And they figured it out? Yeah. They figured it out. So, and they haven't shit in the cup yet? They can't, because they can't. It's up high. They oh, so they're up uh, like uh, at head level. At head level. Head oh, level. So, good. knee level to the rest of us. But, yeah. So, it's mounted on the wall on the inside. So, it's also on the inside. So kind of thigh level. So, it's me. not going to freeze. Won't freeze. Bees, bugs, mice can't get to it, because it's these little cups. The mice could maybe get to it, but they the chickens have to hit it to get the water to, to come yeah, out. they have to peck it. The, there's a little lever inside, and they peck at it. When you push on it, then the water fills up. So if you just hold it down, it'll fill up. But when they peck at it... it so how did you teach them what they needed to peck at it to get I water? I just filled them each up. I just manually filled each... And chickens peck. ...little cup, and then they figured it out. And then I also made it... And a, you've seen them actually fill huh? the water up now? Yeah, and they're not dead. So... <laughs> yeah, well, that's... What, I mean, that was going to be the question. Like, how long has this been in place? Have the chickens dehydrated? Saturday and Sunday was when I got this all built, and... So were you just like sitting out there like, There's okay, are they going to fucking figure it out? Because chickens are really dumb. They are. Animals. I was a little worried at first, but they figured it out. So so I also made, auto, I say automatic, a feeder system. I took a garbage can and I took three-inch elbows and cut holes in the garbage can and put them down into the, into the bottom. So the elbow sits about an inch off the bottom of the garbage can. And then I put two 50-pound bags of food in there. And so they put their heads in the little PVC elbow and get the food. 
but it automatically just will. will but it only comes down when they make space. Uh-huh. As they as they eat it, it'll slowly come down. But then you're not wasting it because they they like flip it. I don't, oh yeah, they just fucking in, throw it all over the place. Yeah, when it's in the feed bowl, they like flip it. But this way they can't flip it because their head's in it. So it's so how many of them can eat at a time? I have four on there. So you can, but that's plenty because we got a dozen chickens. But it's not like all twelve are going to eat at the exact same time or drink water. But there's so there's five little cups and there's four. Food things. So. That's really, but you're not worried about like mice getting into the the feed. Well, I guess they won't because the chickens will fucking chickens demolish will mice. Chickens will eat them. If 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 yeah, if mice get close to the chickens, they'll they'll eat them. What about like any kind of like weevils or anything? I guess the chickens would eat oh, all that shit. Them. Yeah, yeah they fucking eat everything. If anything got in it, bug wise, except for, for snakes. Except for snakes, they're terrified of snakes. Oddly, they don't like snakes. They're like Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about him a little bit later. Anyway, that's so that sure. that's been so I've been planning it for for a while now, and then so the, this was part of the rebuild for of the of the part of the chicken, chicken coop. coop. So rebuild. the other thing is is when the the new houses one in behind us they put in a concrete wall, mm-hmm. but we still had our chain link fence. The problem is there's a gap about twelve inches at the bottom, yeah. so the dogs could get right out, the chickens could get right out. So what I've done is I've of the chain link. No, no, no. The new wall. Oh. So I slowly, what I've done is I've slowly peeled back the chain link and put dirt up to the, the, the concrete wall so they can't get out. So I've been taking pieces of that chain link that I've been taking off and rebuilding the chicken coop on the inside with chain link instead of the plastic because the mice chew through the plastic. Yeah. The chickens chew through the plastic. So now it's chain link. So no mice are chewing through that. If there's a mouse chewing through that, it's radioactive. <laughs> and I got bigger problems. Than- it's like spider mouse. <laughs> Okay, so when am I going to come over and see the new chicken coop? Cause Anytime you want. I need to come see it. And my water and food, yeah. Yeah, I want to see that stuff. It's going to be cool. Check it um, out. Yeah. Maybe, we'll have maybe a, we can do it when it's bee time again. Which is and coming we can up. see what happens oh, yeah. when you put bees we, in. We went to IFA, Bree's first IFA experience, like a week ago. It's pretty She'd cool, huh? Been. No, I think IFA gave me this cold. <laughs> <laughs> Not true. Don't blame I me. I was holding it. onto the cart. That was the only place I was pushing the cart. It was the baby chickens. All the I didn't touch the baby chickens. The this God, kind of fun to watch the little chickens on. So many fucking chickens, man. My kids love it going there. Well, not so much now that they're older and we've had chickens forever. But when we were when they were a little bit younger, they used to love and go in. And then there's the rabbits. Did you see the rabbits? We didn't go we see, didn't the, see rabbits. the bunnies. So it's the rabbits and the chickens. But yeah, there's a ton of chickens. There's there. so many fucking chickens. And the thing is that, that always blows me away is so if they get a little bit older, and by older I mean three or four weeks, they sell them for less. Are you kidding me? That's what you want. The older, the better, because that's the less you have to take care of. And yeah, that's the no, less they're feeding not as cute. you have to do. I know. That, well, that's the thing. Though all, all, all my neighbors that get them, they're all coming to me anyway. Cause yeah. It's, Such an it's so funny. Idea. They'll buy these chicks. They'll raise them for like six months. We're not getting any eggs. We're so tired of this. Do you want them? Sure, I'll take them because that's about the time they start laying. Yeah. It's kind of like a puppy. <laughs> I know I'm a weirdo, what? but I don't want a puppy. I would rather get a dog that's at least one to two years old. It's had its shots. It's been neutered. It's potty trained. <laughs> like, I don't want to have to do the work. I just want the benefits. So, anyway, that was my weekend, chicken weekend. Uh, Jess, you had a fun weekend. You're tired. <clears throat> yep. Sunburned, blistered. All the things. I went to Disneyland. For the whole weekend? When did you leave? Thursday? Friday? Mm, Friday morning. Well, like 6 a.m. But it was a special Disneyland trip again, right? Yeah, it's, so it's Dapper Days. They do it two times a year, and I have a friend that... I was going to say, didn't you just barely do that? I thought it was only once a year. No, they do it in November and in April, and uh, they do it here in Disneyland, they do it in Walt Disney World, and they do it in Paris, I think, like, one week after the other. Is but your friend going to take you to the Paris one next? No. <laughs> Are you going to get tickets to it anyway? 
The what? Paris one? To Paris? No. No. <laughs> That's like if I if I'm taking a trip to Paris, the last thing I'm thinking is I gotta go see Disney Paris. Like <laughs> same thing with like Japan. The last thing I want to do is go to Disneyland. Although I've heard that the Disneyland there is like amazing. It's cool. I'm sure you can get panties and vending machines on the street in Disney or in Japan. So you used to be able to. Maybe Disney Japan. You need that here Disneyland in the states had, too. The original Disneyland had a lingerie shop. Yep. And a tobacco store. Yep. And the tobacco store closed in the '90s. Interesting fact. And now there's no smoking anywhere in the park. Not yet. The beginning of May. Yeah. Well, now. Yes. That's a, so. that's like literally a two weeks away. It was good though. It was it was warm. And you but, ran into our friends. Uh, I didn't run into them. Actually, it was planned. Oh. Uh. <laughs> um. They actually filmed us for almost the whole day. So. Yeah. Oh, all the Dapper Day chicks they filmed, or just you guys? Us specifically. I mean, they that's did. Cool. They went around the park. And By the way, our roll, friends but, is the Provost Park Pass, folks. Yeah. So. so uh, Amanda and not Scott. Not Scott. No. Chris. Chris. <laughs> I call yeah. him Scott. So Chris wasn't supposed to be there. It was just going to be Amanda That's and right. cameraman Greg. But um, Chris ended up coming down and, and with Miles and nice. and taking part. It was it was really fun to see them all experience that together. So Cool. That's yeah. good. That's good. good. It was busy, but and long. It's a it's just a different it's not like going on vacation. I mean, even though you're there because we're working, it's just a different experience. So Did you get paid for doing it? Uh, if my if staying in the Disneyland hotel is getting paid for it, then yes. Yeah, if you stayed for free, <laughs> you might as well be getting paid. That's pretty yeah. good price. Yeah. So I only I just had to pay to get there, and then for my park pass, so because they all have annual passes. So. Oh, so you just got a free hotel out of the deal. That's yep. still pretty cool, though. That's still not bad. Well, that's not a cheap place to stay. No, it's not. <laughs> not at all. So. Do you guys stay at the Disneyland Hotel when you go there? You no. stay at a house, right? No, okay. we just stay. We just stay. They're just good. Off. They're called Good Neighbor Hotels. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like two, three blocks away, and you walk it, but it's significantly less. When we stayed, <clears throat> we stayed um, across the street. Yeah, so we just had to walk down the the walkway where the you know the parking lot is mm. on the side, and the freeways like runs this way. Mm-hmm. We just stayed in the condos right there, and it was awesome because we had the kitchen and we had the laundry room. It was literally like less than five minutes to the park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was great. We stay, We usually stay in them that have the suites, so yeah. it's got a couple of rooms and then the little kitchen and stuff like that. But we, we're, we're there. We're usually not there to sleep, so it's not that big of a deal because my kids want to be there the minute it opens, and they stay till they drop every night. Yeah. Well, and we did other stuff. We went to Universal and went to the beach and... Did I ever tell you guys about the first Disneyland experience I had as a kid? With no. Indiana Jones? Did you have something? I was going to tell you about getting getting uh, uh, lozenges delivered from a dispensary. <laughs> At the hotel? Mm-hmm. Yep. They have delivery service? Yep. Wow. Yep. To the front door. And they were good for you? I didn't do them. One of the girls that, as part of this group, has really bad feet problems and so i was like i have another friend who has like degenerative foot disease and that's what he uses so we just popped online and did a bunch of research while we were at breakfast and she got them you know you could have had them too they're they're legal in california recreationally yeah Yeah. i know and they gave her a free joint too for a first time (laughs) did you guys smoke no she flushed it because we were flying first time's free yeah but I don't because you know, were I flying. Don't smoke it. She can pack it in her suitcase. I didn't say pack it with you. I said smoke it. You guys were there for three days. No, she got it. Uh, when did she get it? It was late on Saturday. 
So you were there for two more days? She wasn't. Okay, but no. she was there Sunday, right? Yeah. You had Saturday night. She didn't and even know until she was packing to go. She <laughs> opened she, it up and she was like, like, "Oh!" So did she pack the lozenges with her? Or did she yeah. flush those too? No, she took the lozenges. Oh, but she wouldn't take the joint. Well, lozenges right. are a little easier to be like. This is a lozenge. Yeah, they look. Lozenge. They just look like hard candy. Also, so. they probably don't really give a shit. Kind of hard to smoke those. I'm not guessing the TSA case. I just thought it was really much. cool. Like, that it was cool. a really easy company to work for, like, work with, and they just delivered right to the front of the That was hotel. a Freudian slip. She's got a new job. Can yeah. You? <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving to California. I'm not, being a delivery driver. I was going to tell you about the, the hotel. So, we stayed at the Anaheim Hilton Towers, and I don't even know if it's still there. Like, that whole area has changed so much since I was 15. Um, <laughs> a long time ago. Um, but my dad, my crazy dad, he's also an asshole. Um, he was so pissed that he had to pay for parking at the hotel when we got there. And to me, I'm like, yeah, that's like, even at 15, I'm like, that's normal for a big city, right? Like you have to fucking pay to park here. He was so mad because of how much the hotel cost uh, that he was, he was like fucking yelling at the front desk guy about having to pay for parking. So they upgraded us to a free suite in the tower. Parking at Disneyland hotel is expensive. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> All right. Supply and demand, though. Yeah. Well, I guess if you have an asshole for a dad, too. He did tell us about how it was Indiana Jones opening. Yep. Didn't get to go. He wouldn't let you go on it because the line was too long. Because the line was too long. Yeah, it was fucking miserable. I was a 15-year-old boy with my dad and my stepmom and no one else there. And the first time in Disneyland. And don't give a fuck about Disney characters at the time. I went to Disneyland with my grandparents the first time. My cousins. And we stayed in in their motorhome. So that was actually kind of fun. Yeah, and you were young too, right? Yeah, it was like little, sub ten. Probably, I don't remember how old I Did was. Did you drive all the way out there and? Yeah, in the motorhome. In the motorhome, cool. Yeah, that's well, a fun trip. We as went a over kid, to though. we went over to say good. This is this is how spoiled I am. So <laughs> we went over to say goodbye to my grandparents, and my aunt and uncle were taking their kids in their motorhome, and I started crying because I was so devastated that all of my cousins got to go because my other cousins didn't even exist yet so this was literally all of my cousins were going to disneyland and i didn't get to go and my grandma turned to my mother and said you go home and you pack her a suitcase right now she's coming with us (laughs) and so my mom went home and packed me a suitcase and i went with them spur of the moment and when i got back home my parents had a huge banner and there's i remember there's a picture of me i think it's my mom holding me in front of it um, that says welcome home like because I was their only kid and all of a sudden like one night I'm supposed to be there and the next night I'm not and they really missed me only child when one of our when one of my siblings was gone nobody even noticed yeah my brother was gone a lot when I was a kid for months <laughs> in juvie <laughs> I don't remember him being there I don't like that like really like I it's not like I was a, a okay I was a heavy drinker in high school um, but it's like there, I there are gaps. Like I don't remember exact timing of when my brother was there and wasn't there because he was gone so much. No banners. Welcome home from the juvie. No, that's not. You don't generally celebrate <laughs> parole. Like it's not. Yay! You got out on parole. Parole cakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ice cream. You want ice cream cake for your parole? Oh wait, we're paying your restitution. Never mind. Have you um, ever done a parole cake? <laughs> 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 It's a j- get out of jail free card from Monopoly. 
parole. You did? No. Oh, I said no, I said I could. Oh, I thought you said I did. I, was like, oh. I could. I, was... I haven't even had any cakes. This one's been so nice. <laughs> she doesn't say no so to nice. anything, though. So if you guys need a cake, uh, <laughs> Jess is, is a... I am not doing any right now. If your weird uncle's getting out of prison next week, Jess will make you a parole cake. She can do it anyway. She's made cakes with dicks. She can make cakes with boobies. She's made cakes with sperm. This decorative sperm, sorry. Not with she it. She didn't put sperm inside the cake mix. Secret ingredients. Well, I don't know. Did you? <laughs> Where am I going to get that from? Really? I mean, you have roommates. Ron's a dude. That was old. That was a long time ago. I know you know men. You hang out with a lot of drag queens. I'm sure they would donate. It's been a long time. <laughs> but you were hanging out with drag queens then, right? In fact, was that cake for a drag queen? Nope. It was no. for a coworker. Oh. Anyway, well, we digress. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. It was for a coworker. Yeah, it was for a baby shower. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you comprehend that? I, like, I, I know about this cake, but now you're telling me it was for a coworker's baby shower. Yeah. I'm just trying to picture what kind of coworker I would have that had a baby shower where I could have a cake with a dick well, wasn't with sperm no, landing on a tongue. Oh, that was a completely was a different, different cake. cake. Well, that's the cake I was talking about. Because oh, well, I have done a cake that looked like a sperm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, that one was for friends from the club, yes. Okay. That was for some gay friends. Okay. The tongue and the... Not a baby shower. Because that's yeah. what I was like... Yeah, that's the tongue and the penis. Like, yeah, that was for... That I'm was like, for, how yeah. like, is that... I mean, no. like it's not kinda, the baby shower you're bringing grandma. We're to. Yeah, we're no. talking about two different cakes. That's like a stag party slash baby shower cake, is what that is. That's the pre-baby cake. All right, that makes me feel a lot better Sorry. about whoever this coworker. Is. No, if it's on the tongue, there's no baby. Uh, I mean, it's true. Look, look, Clayton and Natalie. I don't know if you know the story about their first about uh, Anthony. She wasn't supposed to be able to get pregnant, and Clayton was just trying to get a blowjob the night they conceived, and she's like, "No, we're gonna." We gonna have sex, and they had sex, and then they got pregnant. And she wasn't supposed to be able to get pregnant. And so when he was born, I got them a onesie that said, "All Daddy wanted was a blowjob," because I knew the story of his conception. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and she put it on, baby. Yeah, because Natalie freaking rocks. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. pretty damn awesome. Uh, okay. I love Natalie. Uh, we got a, a fun guest today, um, but we have really how do we segue out of that. Okay. Um, well, how we segue is uh, this weekend is Fanex. Um, I don't know if it's in your list, Jess, since I put it up at the top. Um, it's just two days. Um, I'm going. Are you guys going? Jeremy's not going. He doesn't I go to things. Going. I'm going. I didn't get to go to the Armored Combat League. I'm, I'm kinda, so mad at that. So I'm kind of disappointed. Don't talk to me right now. But let me <laughs> let me you tell go? you the. Th- let me tell you the I problem. Said Disneyland. Oh, well, that's what I thought. But... I didn't want to go to FitCon. Like, oh, really, I wanted to hear Chris's recap. Oh. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a recap, third party, like like a hearsay recap. Um, so <laughs> I didn't go because there was no schedule posted anywhere. I had a soccer game Saturday night. Mm. Friday night I had plans. And Saturday you ended up helping my mom because my 80-year-old uncle decided to do plumbing. But th- that's neither here nor there. I wouldn't have helped your mom because she made a dumbass decision. Um, I wouldn't have helped her on Saturday if I was going to FitCon. But there was no schedule <laughs> at FitCon site or at the Armored Combat League site for when the Armored Combat League was going to be. And mm-hmm. I don't really want, I don't give a shit about fucking powerlifting and stuff like that. Like, I was going to go purely for Armored Combat League or sumo wrestling. I would have gone for either. But there was no schedule. And so John ended up going and he 
I didn't know if he was going to go. I was going to go with him. So John ends up going, and I'm texting him Saturday morning. He's like, "Yeah, it doesn't even start until 3. I'm well, like, you well, have to th- you have to wonder how many people didn't like how many people they missed out on ticket sales because they didn't have that posted. Well, they somewhere. didn't even fucking post about tickets until like a, two weeks before. It was really really poorly handled. I think they could get a big audience if they would have if they would have actually put some effort into it. Um, so anyway, but he did say it was really cool uh, to watch these dudes like in full gear just go at each other in in groups. It wasn't like one on one. Oh, really? Yeah, and so, and there's, there's like, they were watching some of the videos on YouTube and stuff beforehand, but it didn't even start till three, so I would have got, like, maybe an hour and a half, two hours of watching time in before we had to go head towards the game, so I'm, I'm, it was difficult, and it was really frustrating that there was no schedule, so I did not go. That's a bummer. Instead, he helped my poor mother. But besides, so. besides, I mean, Easter's this weekend too, right? Yeah. I, I just barely realized. It is. Well, that's that's why that's not on my list. Home. Yeah. So what else? It's not on your list? It didn't make Jess's it's list? It's not. Easter Easter is not on my list. So no. what is on the list? So Fan X, like you just said, tickets are still available and uh, hopefully it'll be good. Sounds good. Uh, and just so you know, uh, John Cleese was the one that actually asked to come to this event. I found out. So that's really cool. Yeah. You know, I, I will say the uh, having the the top three bills from the Shazam cast, a movie that came out two weeks ago at fan X is a humongous deal. Yes. Like that's a really fucking big deal. And I know Zachary Levi has been here before and the other two are kids, but to come out next to a movie like that, but they're, they're three weeks removed from a hit movie. One that's done really, really well. That's fantastic. That's, that's a, that's a big deal. And I don't think people are, are probably giving that the credit that it's due, but that's a, that's massive. That says a lot about what they're able to do here in Salt Lake. Hopefully it'll be a good event. It seems like it'll be a little bit smaller. It seems time, a lot more low key. It's a yeah. much smaller floor, mm-hmm. much smaller panels. So yeah. Um, if you don't want to go to Fanex this weekend, you can go hang out with our friends at Clever Octopus for their birthday fundraiser on the 20th. Um, next weekend, I have a couple of events that, uh, oh, the Tulip Festival has started, you guys, at Thanksgiving Point. And if you haven't been, it's actually really, really cool. Um, the grounds there are beautiful. So, um, and I think that they have like, they're limiting ticket sales this year. So you can't just walk up and buy them. I think you actually have to buy them online, if I remember correctly. Um, so next weekend, the 26th, the 27th, um, so we had talked, uh, what was it, like a month ago about the knife skills class at Harbin's? Yeah. So I was looking through their events and I was like, oh, cool. They're doing a, a macaron versus macaroons class. Well, it's already, it's already sold out. So I was like, Damn it. I know. I was like, well, I'll go through and see what some upcoming classes are because they do them up and down the valley. Uh, there are Harmons all over the place. So some of the classes that are coming up that still have spots available, Sugar House Distillery is doing uh, weekend cocktails uh, cool. class. There's five spots left for that one. Uh, it's $65. Um, they're doing Miller, Mirror Glaze. I, I just wrote this one for my own memory, but Mirror Glaze uh, 101, which is like the cakes that have the like really shiny glaze that go over them. Um, I thought of you for the artisan bread. Uh, Chris, they are doing more fr- uh, French macaroon classes, uh, ravioli, gnocchi, uh, spices, vinegar. Like there were tons of classes. It's like more knife skills classes, um, Korean barbecue, 
Um, you know what makes the best gnocchi? Me. Instant mashed potatoes. Oh, nice. They actually make the best, like, texture-wise. Nice. Uh, so, just harmonsgrocery.com uh, forward slash classes. Um, apparently, sign up for them early because they do uh, sell out. Uh, also, next weekend, there is an organization that is based out of Tooele called the Life's Worth Living Foundation. And they do a walk from a uh, town hall in Tooele to Wendover. And it's a it's a hundred mile walk for suicide prevention Through and awareness. The salt flats. Yep. <laughs> in the West um, Desert. But but fortunately, they do it in April instead of like August. July or August. So that's nice. Um, I hold on a second. I gotta find my cute little paper here because I wanted to read so a little bit more three, about it. That's three. Plus it is. Mar- that's almost four marathons. So you don't have to finish it. You can do as many miles as you want. You do have to earn money for it because it's a it's donations going to the organization um they have cars that follow you and um like tour buses that bathrooms on them um they said that most people go about 20 or 30 miles a day <laughs> that's crazy holy fuck balls <laughs> it's a marathon basically it's a marathon um, a day it so um i just want i just want to read the statement from from their website it says you may get sore legs and feet blisters and sunburns but you'll learn that you can do hard things things that seem impossible to one can be conquered together you will learn that pain is only but for a minute you will see that everyone has a story but that we are authors and we determine how our story goes you will learn that family isn't just blood we are all people who love each other despite our flaws and imperfection we are more interested in where we are going than where we have been we will learn to treasure what makes us unique we will learn from grandparents parents aunts uncles sisters and brothers we will learn from those who walked it even those who are brought into our path along the way we will see the beauty and diversity we will see the possibilities where other claim impossibility we will find that sharing comes healing we will see that in lifting others we gain strength we learn that the road of life is long and at times you can grow tired and want to give up you will realize that the sense of accomplishment that comes from crossing the finish line you will see that it's uh that it's the relationships in the in this life that matter that part of my story is written in your ink you will be better from experience, wiser from what you learn along the way, and ready for challenges that lie ahead. You will have walked 100 miles in the desert. You can do anything. So this is like a less shitty Ragnarok. Well, it's not yeah. Ragnarok. <laughs> That's completely yeah. something different. Rag- Ragnarok? This is not Ragnar. This is, this is Ragnar. For purpose. Ragnarok oh, yeah. is not for purpose. Well, but uh, Ragnarok also, is Armageddon. Also, Ragnar shitty. Like, yeah. So, so it starts on Friday the 26th and it ends on Sunday the 28th. Um, how do they possibly do 100 miles in like two and a half days? I just told you. 20, 30 miles. That's, that that's would what be like 35 miles a day. To get a hundred miles in, how do you do thirty-five miles on a day? I don't know. I just it's thought like it was seventy really miles, cool. dude, for two days. Yeah, I have one I other really but cool like event. Three days. It's Friday, she Saturday, said it was Sunday. Two days. Yeah, it's well, it starts on Friday technically, so and it ends on Sunday morning. Um, Thirty-three point so, three miles a day. We're selling three point three miles. Not hey, 3. Eddie 3. Izzard. If Eddie Izzard can do can, it, anybody can, can do you it. Can you use an electric scooter? I am sure you could. How about a Segway? <laughs> <laughs> through the desert <laughs> I mean that's kind of like the whole inspirational thing she read is negated by motorized vehicle use. <laughs> that is a really cool uh, a really cool event though yeah it is I I just thought it was really neat um, 
We've talked a couple times about the 150th anniversary of the railroad. Utah's the middle of the country, guys. Yes. So I'm just saying this ahead of time to be prepared because if you (laughs) miss it, you will be very sad. So starting, there are two uh, old steam trains that are going to be coming through Utah. The first one will be here, uh, leaves Cheyenne on the 27th and gets here on the 29th and will be up at Ogden Union Station. And that's the um, living legend. The 844. And then um, on the 4th, the big boy will be leaving Cheyenne and it will get to Utah um, on the 8th and it will be in town on the 9th. And then they will leave at the same time. One will leave New York, one will leave in California. They'll meet in the middle. It's a story problem. No, no. They'll leave from Utah. One goes to New York, one goes to California, (laughs) and whichever one gets there first wins. That's the middle. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, it's just, it's really magnificent to see these trains come into station. Um, Whether you go up to Morgan and watch them, they'll be going through Echo, Rock Springs. Are they just the engine? Steam train. It's, It's a. I believe it's. Um, do they have passenger cars? It's called the. It's called the Great Race. I'm not sure if they do on this one. They're not. I don't. They're not. I don't think they're pulling anyone. But it is. I, I will say this. We joke about it. It is a big deal. Uh, 150 years ago to have completed that feat, even though it was kind of bullshit where where it ended. Um, that was a, as substantial as air flight. I mean, as yeah. far as how it. It revolutionized the way the country dealt and and the way stuff moved around the country and commerce occurred. Uh, Also, it's 150th anniversary. They don't come around every year. They don't celebrate the anniversary really at all most years. Uh, I mean, Promontory does because of Promontory Point. They always have some... It's not Promontory. Whatever the fuck it is. It doesn't matter. Promontory. It's stupid. And they do have some like minor celebration with like a cake with mirror glaze on it or something um, <laughs> shaped like a sperm. But the the 150th, I've been hearing ads about different events surrounding the 150th. Yeah. And then I've done a, on, and I've done a couple, radio. but it's, it's, it's a big deal. So. It's a really big deal. And I've especially seen, if you're into training. I've seen ads, I think in city weekly actually for it. Yeah. It's a, it's going to be a big event. Um, it would be a shame to miss something like that. So that's all I have. That's it. Sorry. <laughs> Your face need, is so sunburned. So you don't need to apologize. <laughs> you know, I didn't got, realize how sunburned my arms were because I have long silly sweat cardigan on today, and I like was itching my arm, and I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> I got really sunburned yesterday. You know, you you know, Ginger should wear extra sunblock. <laughs> I know it's real. <laughs> like skin cancer is a real possibility. It is. I saw. I, I have like one where we I find out about my arm. <laughs> I know you've had some stuff like ripped off your body. I, I have. I mean, cut nicely, maybe. No, it was it was like razor bladed. Yeah, cut nicely. Did they they gave you some lidocaine beforehand so it didn't hurt? What? No, Mm-mm, no nope. local anesthetic. Not that I know of. You need a new fucking doctor. My doctor is amazing. No, I love my dermatologist. If he did not locally anesthetize the area, he might have. But if he did, he didn't tell me, and I didn't feel anything. So, like usually, he'll be like, "Okay, it's a little like like when he took the cyst out of my arm." He definitely did that one. Or the mole off the back the of my head. The little pinpricks and then a little bit of warm and then cooling. Yep. That didn't happen? Mm-mm. So he was just cutting off a scalp. It scab. felt like I was getting tattooed. That's what it felt like. That's weird. It was weird. I'm a bitch, cool. though. I re- like really that kind of stuff. I, I'm not afraid <laughs> of needles. In fact, if you want to stick 50 needles inside of me to numb everything before you even like look at my cut, then I'm good. <laughs> I'm such a bitch when it comes to that stuff. Uh, Should we do a couple news stories before we talk to our guest, Megan? 
Yes. So we're we're talking to uh, to Megan Kennedy uh, a little bit later. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of different stuff because she's done she's a lot amazing. of stuff. Um, a lot of probably heavy religion talk um, because that's kind of her forte. But uh, uh, before that, let's let's talk about a few things going on in Salt Lake. Um, let's do it. I don't. I don't know who posted all these articles, by the way, because I didn't do them all. I did a couple. I tried to go through them, um, but uh, Salt Lake City um, is uh, putting together a program to do some housing for folks with mental illness, mental problems. I hope that's enough money. It's not. <laughs> it's a good start. It's one hundred twelve thousand. Money's hard to come by, but if you start a program, if you can start a program like this, and you can show that there's some success, there's money in the budget for helping the homeless. Uh, that, that's a, a big part of the budget that didn't get cut. It's a, it's a part of the problem that needs to be fixed, and um, this is a, a potential solution. And so um, Salt Lake City has uh, started this program to try and get um, thir- 30, I think. Yeah, is it's what 30 they're trying people. to provide 30 people with some stable housing options. It's, it's 30 people, yeah, yeah, with mental illness. So I don't, the best in show in six different genres of art, what is that? Like, what was this competition? I didn't read this one. Who posted it? I don't know. The art, this artist won best in show in six different genres, and he's from Utah. Oh, I did that one. But I don't know where it is. Do you not have it here? Oh, oh no, I, I just skipped past it. No, it was just talking about some, that there was an artist that he's been making Western art, and he actually won, like, best of best of show in six different genres for this competition that they had. I just thought it was kind of cool that this one guy that does all this Western artwork had won all these kind of cool things. Like, let's see, he's competed in bareback and bull riding events, but he's also an artist. So he's like this cowboy that does cowboy art that won a whole bunch of awards for it. I just thought it was cool. He's a sculptor. So, um... Let's talk about, uh, we'll get to the Mormon stuff in a second. Let's start with the, uh, let's start with one of the fun stories. Um, so here in Kearns, we talk about the Olympic Oval a lot. Uh, and how you won't go curling. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but one of the things they're doing, so, uh, and we talked, we've talked to some people about, uh, Sim Gill is, is a huge proponent of programs for kids, things for kids to do after school. Um, and, and basically, if you talk to anyone that knows anything, like even, um, God, what were we watching? Uh, we were, oh, Jim Jeffries, the Jim Jeffries show. Jim Jeffries went out to Detroit, uh, and he was driving around with some rapper that I don't know. Um, and he was going to some of these neighborhoods in Detroit, and they were talking to basically like, like the fathers of neighborhoods, like the, these are like old gang members that kind of oversee a neighborhood. And if you show up in that neighborhood, you have to go check in you with them. You have to them. basically, yeah, go check in with them, right? And he's talking to them. And he's like, what, what do you think the problem is? And he said, there's no structure. There's nothing for these kids to do. They don't have anything to do. So, you know, they, they you know, leave school and there's literally nothing for them for the rest of the day. They get done at three and they have nothing to do for seven, hours. And their eight, parents are hours. working. And, and so they, they turn to other shit. And so creating programs for kids to be involved in after school uh, make a huge difference. And there is a new skating program at uh, the Kearns Rec Center that's teaching kids how to ice skate um, and figure skate. 
and uh, it's a it's a program that kids are able to participate in the Kearns area, um, and it's just a, a a good program. Seven hundred students are participating, uh, wow. and it's to try and get them you know leading active lifestyles, more healthy lifestyles. And it also gives them something to do. Uh, I think it's fantastic. So. Not, it says not a single one of them was playing on a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> kind of hard to be on a cell phone and ice skate. Well, the first couple of days you probably fucking crash and ruin your cell phone. So. <laughs> Uh, we have been talking about how wet it is and I didn't print an article or anything, but I was just going through, um, our Instagram and, um, noticed that Ruth Steiner is sandbagging their entire restaurant because the rivers are rising quite quickly. And I just saw an article about the, uh, the Ogden river has grown, uh, four times its size with the rain in the last few days. Yeah. So, so it's been raining like nonstop for almost a week, basically like off and on. So just be careful. Uh, yeah. If you want like a really cool experience um, when there's a potential for a flood, just go ahead and walk across a body of water. <laughs> um, if you do it in a human chain with a 13-year-old kid in tow, you're probably better off. Is all I'm saying. I don't know if anyone here Am has Am I experience. sitting at the table right now? I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Statistically, you were lucky. <laughs> It's my guess. Like, I'm pretty sure you're on the like, the like smaller side of the the potential there. Um, I wouldn't go in one of these rivers. That's just bonkers. Yeah. Well, and and it is interesting because we had a heavy snowpack, and with the rain, it's creating these these swelled swollen rivers. If it doesn't cool back off, because it's 60 degrees and rainy in the valley, which means it's not snowing necessarily in the mountains uh it's raining in some of them which means it's melting more snow uh and the snow is melting really quick there's a likelihood we're going to see some pretty serious flooding in parts especially in southern utah Uh, where all the fires have hit too that's a big concern so something to be aware of uh, especially if you are starting to go hiking uh in the mountains be very very aware of where runoff is at well and it did snow so the snow is still shifting, and avalanches are still a big, big, big issue. So just just be aware of where you're going. Check just out the home. conditions. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't listen to Jess. Jess makes poor life choices. <laughs> I think we have a track record now. You know, sperm cakes at, at baby showers with penises, uh, walking across flash flood areas when they're flooding. Just some poor life choices. <laughs> Hanging out in the sun without sunblock as a ginger. As <laughs> a ginger. <laughs> true i mean you should see how red she is right now people she's just quite looks red. like she's blushing yeah but she's not that's <laughs> um i was trying to look at some of the rain totals i mean it's quite a bit smithfield and richmond got almost an inch and a half of rain like that's a lot yeah in two days that's a lot of rain in a yeah. couple of days i mowed olympus cove got an inch and a quarter wow i, I mowed my lawn this weekend. I did some landscaping a couple weekends rain. ago. You did. Because <laughs> it was raining. I needed to mow it. It was getting out of hand in area. So, uh, okay. So let's talk about diverse Utah real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, or like there. Well, well, I mean, some of Utah is diverse. So there was a study that just got put out. Um, uh, and uh, it was of uh, uh, 501 cities. Um, and it was a, a study of the most and least diverse cities in America. Coming in at dead last is Provo, Utah. 501 out of 501. Orem, 
is just two up from them at four ninety nine. <laughs> I wonder who five hundred was. Uh, I don't know. We should go look at the study. Um, uh, so the the study looked at uh, socioeconomic diversity, so household income, education levels, uh, religion uh, for cultural diversity. Um, race, ethnicity, primary language, birthplace, so a whole bunch of different factors. So this makes me more proud to live near West Valley City and be kind of part of that community. Yeah, so there's a lot of Utah cities on here. So we'll, we'll start at the bottom. So the places that you don't want to go if you're not a white dude. Um, Layton, Utah, at, uh, which kind of actually surprises me because kind the of. Air Force Base brings in some diversity, but maybe they're not in Layton. Maybe they're in like some of the surrounding area. Maybe like they weren't played because they're part of the base. Maybe they weren't. I, they could be, but they're, I mean, the base brings it civilian does. contractors and being, brings people off base, but um, St. George, not really surprised there, 458. I'm a little bit surprised because they said that they were the most diverse, Dixie State said they were the most diverse college. Correct, because they bring in a lot of out-of-state kids from Nevada and, and So California. I guess they don't count them while they're here going to school? No, 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 they're not counting that. They're counting okay. the residents. Permanent residents. Okay. Uh, so Sandy at 413th. Um, that doesn't surprise me. Nope. So go ahead and keep poisoning your water, Sandy. Um, let's try and kill <laughs> some of that population off. Uh, West Jordan at 346. That surprises me a little bit just because it's so close to West Valley. Uh, yeah, but the, the Church Street runs through West Jordan. That's true. 27th West, folks. It has like 10 churches on it. Just Within start driving like on two miles. Just start driving on 72nd South and 27th West. Go to about 104th. You will see... Literally a church like every other block. It's really kind of ridiculous. <laughs> Taylorsville at 258. Ogden at 252. So Ogden right in the middle. Salt Lake City at 165. So getting a lot better. Uh, and then West Valley was actually the best city in the state of Utah that they did at 111. Um, so we didn't even crack the top 100 for diverse cities. Not surprised so much by that, to be honest. No, but we were within 11. But having two of the bottom three. <laughs> That's not good. Uh, and it, again, not I'm necessarily surprising. Find 500. This is quite a very interesting study. Laredo is also very not diverse. That doesn't surprise Laredo, me. Texas? Yep. No. It's, it doesn't surprise me. So Laredo doesn't surprise me at all. It's probably primarily Hispanic. It's it's like probably like ninety five percent Hispanic. Um, it's very much a border town, and there's not a lot of white people there. Uh, so yeah, culturally diverse does not mean just ethnic. Yeah, it does, it, <laughs> it just means is there a mix? Is it a melting pot? Um, and yeah, Laredo, I wouldn't imagine Provo. If you ever been to Provo or Orem, it's all white. All white. All white all the time. All Mormon. All roughly in the same class. Like, there's not a lot of class separation there. Like, it's pretty <laughs> cut and dry. Uh, okay, so let's... We're going to talk a little bit about some LDS stuff. Um, so, uh, we'll talk about BYU first. So, some BYU students held a sit-in demonstration uh, for the honor code reform stuff. I'm I'm telling you, uh, they're going to have to change their honor code. They're going to have to make some pretty sweeping reforms soon. They're trying to hold to their guns, but I think just like what happened with the LDS Church reversing its stance on uh, children of gay couples uh, and how they treat them and how they publicly look at them, 
Bangor, Maine is just above Provo. <laughs> and I'm guessing it's about as white. It goes Provo, Bangor, Orem, and Rochester, New Hampshire, Key, New Hampshire, and Bar, Vermont. Not surprised by any of that. Montana, Idaho, more Maine, West Virginia. Yeah, so what people don't understand about like Maine. That's a top 10. <laughs> New Hampshire, Vermont is in the northern parts of those and any part of Maine. They're very remote. So we, we don't think of the East Coast as being like spread out and remote. That's the part of the East Coast that's very remote because it's not really hospitable places to live. Um, a lot of rugged terrain. It's very cold. So, uh, so yeah, uh, interesting. BYU's, man, they just can't seem to get good press right now. Well, I mean, their honor code is more strict than like church regulations. Yeah, their honor code's really strict, but it's, you know, it'd be one thing if the honor code was just strict, but it's the enforcement of the honor code and what occurs with the honor code. Basically, if you report anything, you get in trouble because the only way that you would know that someone was violating the honor code is if you were present while they were violating the honor code, which means you're violating the honor code, and now they're going to go after you. And so it's kind of this like weird... Remember Jim DeBacchus telling us about when he went to BYU and they sat him down and cornered him and that horrible experience he had? Yeah. I, that hasn't changed. No, that that's still what goes on. It still goes on. And that's why the BYU police force, because of the funneling of that stuff to the honor code group within BYU, some of that is the reason they, they are, they've lost their ability to be a police organization in, in, in the, the state. Um, and speaking of police organizations, we're, we're going to talk a little bit with, with Megan about this, but the LDS church is, is actually planning, uh, a new, um, the Mormon police. Well, look, I'm not going to call them police. They're, they're security guards. It's a security force. It's not a police force. They're being trained. So they are training people to protect, uh, they already have one. Like my friend was part of it. Yeah, so they're building a new church security training center, essentially. So 67,000 square, 67, square foot facility is being remodeled. It's going to include some gun ranges, um, 390 South and 5200 West. So way out by the airport, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to train security forces. These are, these are folks that, that follow the, the quorum people around kind of like the Pope service. Yeah. It's like the Pope has the Swiss guard. It's like secret service for the president. I mean, these are, these are people that actually do have people. There's a legitimate reason. Yeah. And and they're also, you know, they're also there to provide security for, you know, other things like high, um, high value targets, if you will. I don't know a better word, but other conference weekend, even though we, tend to make jokes from time to time. It's actually a logistic nightmare for keeping all of the high up members of the church safe. They have underground tunnels. They have all kinds of things that they do to keep them safe because there are people who do not like them. Yeah. Well, I mean, just look at like friendly or not. There's some aggressive protesters that stand right in front of Temple Square every time there's a conference. I mean, there's people that stand there all year round, but at conference time, it gets really heated, and it is, you know, it's it's polarizing. It's it's just as polarizing as, as a lot of other religions, uh, and, and unfortunately, uh, people are assholes, and they can't let people believe what they want to believe. Uh, and yeah, because it's not like the faithful going to conference are like, uh, you know, raging and crazy and <laughs> drinking and partying and doing anything. No. You know, they're, they're 
walking across the street to go into conference. And and I promise you, there are plenty of people in the in and around the, especially in and around the Temple area and Temple Square, that are private security that the LDS Church pays that are packing, and that you would have no idea we're packing. They're all wearing suits anyway, so it's mm-hmm. really easy to pack in a suit and not be. But like noticeable. you said, the Catholic Church has the same thing. Yeah, so they have the Swiss Guard, and, and a lot of a lot of high up ranking religious officials have private security. They have to. Mm-hmm. In this day and age, sadly. Well, I mean, it's not just well, the Pope's had it for years. It, it's any, it's any high-ranking official. I guess you know when you you've made it when uh, your officials are targets and you have to have your own police force. Yeah, I mean, the science, Church of Scientology just has their own fucking cruise ship full of security, <laughs> right? They have a they have a compound. Uh, they have, uh, I don't know. With us tonight, we have uh, Megan Kennedy. Thanks for joining us, Megan. Well, thanks for having me. So, uh, wait, is it Megan or Megan? Megan. It's Megan. But what? Is there a difference? Megan. 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 Oh, man. That's <laughs> we have a lot of names. that, I goddamn don't know how to pronounce <laughs> like, I, don't know my name. I didn't ask how to pronounce it before we started the show because I figured <laughs> Megan was going to be easy, but I was fucking wrong. <laughs> A lot of times, Megan has like an H in it somewhere. I'm that's just, big here, yeah. I'm going to yeah. call you Megan. Cool, that's fine. <laughs> That'll work. Fucking psychopath. Um, yeah, so Megan, uh, Megan's done a lot of shit. Yeah. Like, I don't, even, I don't even really know where to start with Megan. So, can we start with uh, how your parents conceived you? Oh, man, I'm sure it was <laughs> gross, um, you know. Yeah. I, I know you're going to start that episode off just triggering about me. That. Yeah. I just want you to think back to your parents making love. <laughs> or whatever they did. I don't, I don't even know. Maybe or however it went. I mean, I say that, but, but Bree wasn't... Bree's parents didn't have sex to make her, so... Yeah, I mean, it's not its not even a necessity at this point. Some dude jacked off in a cup, and they shot it up there. And I don't actually know the process. That's just in my mind. I'm, I mean, that Immaculate Conception's on the record. We could have been that... <laughs> I'm fine I with mean, that one. Hey, people believe what they want to believe. <laughs> um, no, but uh, where, where are you from, Megan? I'm from here. I'm from West Jordan is where I was, where I grew up. Um, went to the schools around here, Benyon, went to Cottonwood High School. Um, I've lived in Utah my whole life, just all around the Salt Lake Valley, really. Um, I haven't spent a ton of time up north and south except for the last couple of years, but I've never lived outside of Salt Lake Valley. Valley. Yeah. yeah. It's a good choice, Salt Lake Valley. It's I didn't choose it, but yeah, it's uh, you know of all of the places to live in Utah. I understand it is one of the top three. I would guess, yeah, <laughs> top three. <laughs> so I'm hoping I'm hoping one of those is an Orem or Provo. I I gotta assume somewhere is better than here. I don't know. But we are now that we're like, what are we? Didn't we finally fall below like? majority mormon too so that's yeah salt lake county is not majority mormon anymore we Uh, did it we did it even the state as a whole is only like 65 percent lds now so it's it's decreasing little by little thankfully just chip Um, away just keep chipping i mean i don't hate the lds church i just think they should stay the fuck out of politics personally that's really all it is yeah uh and that's the same with any church by the way Mm -hmm. Uh, that's that's my only real cry for any of them but you've done uh you've done a bunch of stuff while while here i have um, so you, you worked for slug for a while i did yeah i worked for <laughs> slug for like five five and a half years and that was awesome it was while i was going to school to get my degrees in history religious studies so it was i was just doing that workaholic thing where you just don't think about your problems and you just work 14 hours a day and go to school and then do a part-time job and then go to a show for three hours and shoot 
pictures and then get like three hours sleep and start over again. I thought you were going to say shoot up at first. Oh, no, that's not my back. No. And I'm like, <laughs> well, hmm, how much of my hair is, should I mention in this podcast? <laughs> so, and, you, and then you go to a club and you spend, you know, watch three hours watching a show and you shoot. Oh, shit, what kind of podcast is this? I'm going to say pictures now. It is, that's, yes, pictures for sure. I'm not, that's not, you know, no disrespect to people's choices on drugs, I guess, but that's not my bad. No, no, I, you really should <laughs> no, probably be a little more careful. So we went we went out to eat last weekend with uh, Friday. Mark and Friday with Mark and Brandy and Sean and Vanita uh, and Josh and Carissa. And, and Heather, but not Jeremy. Yeah. I was being we left Jeremy again. <laughs> but we, we uh, pull up into the parking lot of the place we were eating in Taylorsville, and between the two cars are a couple of hypodermic needles. Oh, lovely. And I'm like... Oh, Taylorsville. <laughs> like, they are either steroids from uh, Planet Fitness over there, which is really doubtful because <laughs> Planet Fitness people aren't the type that use steroids, or they are, uh, you know, heroin. Thank you, Taylorsville. All the ladies, while we were getting our toes done, thought that they were diabetic needles. Yeah, they, they like to think the best. <laughs> I mean, I, that's, yeah, just toss but them I, out the window. Just, I yeah. do pose this question to you. Have you ever <laughs> met a diabetic that does insulin, that has insulin shots? And just tosses the That needles. tosses their needles. <laughs> <laughs> that's... That is a great point. Yeah. I've never met an irresponsible needle handling diabetic. <laughs> <laughs> However, heroin addicts and meth addicts are a different story. We prefer to think the best of people. I tried to get Josh to test it to tell me what it was. He wanted none of that. <laughs> to touch it and just yeah. pick it up and just, I wanted him to act no to, yeah. <laughs> to see what kind of high he was going to get. <laughs> just, I mean, know, what do you have to lose? I mean, just... HIV, Hep C, oh. you know, a few things. <laughs> I mean, you, you're gaining it, really. You're not losing it. You're not losing anything. <laughs> so enough about uh, hypodermic needles and shooting up. Um, so what did you do for Slug for five years? That's all, oh, a I was saying yes to like every job. I loved it. Um, interviewing musicians, reviewing books, movie or not really movies because they have special, very competent people with that. Um, but music, books. Um, I did some. I think I did a couple of video games. Um, but inter- I, interviews was all over the board. Heavy metal musicians, artists. I got to interview some actors that came to um, do some plays, like some traveling plays up at Kingsbury. Um, worked on the podcast there, um, interviewing people. And we had like metal roundtables with all the heavy metal writers where we'd discuss certain topics and the things. And um, yeah, it was it was awesome. Um, as far as shows, it was um, lo- lots of concerts. Um, I love Comic Cons. I love shooting the cosplayers around here. That stuff was awesome. So that did a lot of that stuff. But really, I got to... I got to shoot a lot of really cool stuff. So is that mostly photography, or did you do some writing with that as Ton, well? I'd say more writing than photography, just because it was easier. To, it's easier to like, you know, reviews have to be just a very small word count, so it's easier to turn them out. So I probably did more writing over the over the years. And that must have been nice getting to go to concerts and take pictures of people, mm-hmm. and do stuff you would probably do anyway. <laughs> yeah, and it was no, it was a blast. I had I had a great time. I got to do a lot of cool stuff and meet a lot of musicians I've been listening to for a long time and meet cool new musicians on their way up to to bigger and better things. It was awesome. So you're a big metalhead? Mm-hmm. Who's your, who's your favorite? Uh, right now, I'm very into uh, Wolves in the Throne Room, into the kind of Cascadian black metal, atmospheric black metal stuff. I've been getting really into that. My husband got me pretty heavy in that scene. Are there still a lot of new metal bands? <laughs> oh, yeah. Up? Like, I, I'm not into the metal scene. That was not ever really music that i was heavy into yeah and i and to be to be fair I'm, I'm out of the news part of it since i left slug because the press releases get exhausting but when i worked at slug we had like at any given time like five to six dedicated writers that were just for metal are you kidding um, because that's how much metal they get that's how much how many demos and and press releases and stuff there's just so much metal being produced American. all the time yeah not not like <laughs> well, well, well some like of, yeah, you definitely get Europeans European love metal. some german yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, you get so many international bands, but so many American bands, so many local bands. We have a huge local metal scene here. Derek and his band. Yeah. Tragic has... Black and what's the new oh, one? Oh, that Derek. I, I was thinking, I was thinking I Derek care. Williamson from Olio. I'm like, he's no, not in a metal Derek. band? No. no, okay, Derek. Yeah, Derek. Tragic Black. That's right. Uh, yeah, that's that's cool. I did not realize we had such a happening Substained, metal scene. That's still. their new band. Substained. Oh, did they yes. re, did they rebrand? No, I think he does it with it's one of the other people. And some new people. Two yeah. different. Uh, mm-hmm. He's in a local band. They don't last very long unless they're like Folk Hogan. They come and band, go. band stuff's hard, man. It's hard to keep. I mean, look at how uh, as as a thirty thirties person, how hard it is to just get together with friends every like eight months. But bands have to get together a couple times a week, and it's like four to five people in practice. Man, it's hard. Yeah, and you have to find someone that's willing to let you put that shit in the house and practice. Mm-hmm. Like, that's or pay rent on a space. Yeah. You can't yeah. just do it with a half of them there. You have to have mm-hmm. everybody there. Yeah, so. you have to deal with all the band drama, all everybody's families. Yeah, there's like, always yeah. an alcoholic involved. Like, <laughs> like those heroin people just throwing needles everywhere. I mean, sometimes. Like, sometimes. Heroin. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of drinking that goes on, and yeah. like if you're in your mid 30s and you're trying to make it as an artist, you're probably drinking heavily. Um, oh, well, at least yeah, in my no, that's experience. fair. That's that's a fair <laughs> as as an artist in mid thirties. Yeah, no, you're sure you're real. Yeah. <laughs> Utah has a good metal scene. I saw an awesome local band at Metro one day, open for Alita's Way. I can't even remember what their name was. They're from Twilla, but they were awesome. I thought, yeah, Twilla or Magna. Man. It might have been Magna. So how do Twilla awesome. or Magna? <laughs> I mean, they're basically the same shitty. So band. Across the same right mountain. Mountain. Yes, there's a whole mountain <laughs> in between them. Not much of one though. <laughs> Kennecott's made sure of that. That big old tower yeah. drive by. The power plant. <laughs> so so what do you think of Metal Gods? Metal Gods. Have you ever gone to a Metal God show? Oh, it's I not, haven't. There, oh, I haven't not actually really not metal. gone to Metal God show. I mean, it's not really metal in, this, in the Isn't metal Isn't it like sense. a hair metal, like a, yeah, like a Bon Jovi style? It's, it's yeah. total like 80s hair band. It's fantastic. Yeah, I've heard it's great. I've heard all the Liquid Joes. Is that, that's a Liquid yeah, Joes, right? Yeah, that's a Liquid I've Joe's heard one. all of the, those bands are awesome. I have not yet seen them. Well, yeah. I was told at one point they were actually the same guys, the spasmatics and the metal gods guys. They were actually the same guys because they come out in full costume and character and it's it's a fun it's show. It's like a theater production. Oh, it is. Right? Yeah, it's a fun cool. show. It's a fun show. Uh, you went and saw... Did you go see the Go-Go's? Or the, no, I saw the, Boingo, Boingo. Boingo, Boingo. That's <laughs> what I mean. Yeah, because those the are Go-Go's. similar. <laughs> no, but it was... A, it was a There's a G in there. Yeah. And an O. They're, they're the same. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, so so you're heavy into metal and you write for Slug, and then what do you do? After <laughs> heavy slug? into metal. Um, <laughs> um, after I graduated, um, so I graduated in 2015 in May. Um, I worked with Slug for about another year, um, doing stuff there, and then it just kind of the, the only bad thing about Slug is as a freelancer, you just don't get paid. So you you know you get I get into shows, gotten to shows for free and stuff, but at some point I have to pay bills and use more time for that, and that's it's bullshit. But it's you know it's capitalism. <laughs> Um, but after I graduated, I started, um, writing ghostwriting romance novels, um, cause I had some grad school apps out and I didn't want to get heavy into career here and then just be like, Oh, I'm out. Sorry. I got into grad school. So I found, uh, Upwork, which is a freelance website and you can do all sorts of stuff and, uh, just hooked up with some publishers that needed ghostwriters. Um, cause I've been writing fiction for my whole life. So we wrote a bunch of romance novels under other people's names and they did pretty well and paid my bills. So yeah, yeah, I did that for a while and then. Worked up at the history department at the University of Utah and worked up at, I've been worked up at the U for a couple of years, but um, yeah, and then just did my own art stuff. I've got um, a photography business, a little like dark art, um, which I don't, haven't done a lot of like visual art in a while, but that's still got some prints on the sale. Um, go to festivals sometimes. So I want to go back to writing and ghostwriting because a lot of authors ghostwrite romance novels. Mm-hmm. David West does. I know. <laughs> it's huge. Industry. I know. Well, and it's crazy because romance novels, 
they sell and look romance is putting it nicely they're all smut novels oh that's yeah what i call some them. of them don't have explicit sex scenes N- no but basically they, they get they get like heated yeah and, and you know that's, that's why it's smut yeah they're mormon yeah. woman sex scenes mm-hmm. <laughs> they're they're a manly dude with his chest bared and <laughs> yeah but like Bree's mom loves them. I busted Dude, her on. They're it. one of they sell billions. They sell it's like tons. the kids. romance is like the top selling genre of all literature. And I bet sure. you half of them are garbage, at least <laughs> because they're so mass yeah. produced. Yeah, and that's and I haven't read a ton of them. Like since I was, I read a ton of them and wrote a ton of them in like my preteen teen years. And at full admission, I started my writing career in like fan fiction when I was a teenager. It was awesome. I love, I'm here for fan fiction. That's a great place to yeah. start. A uh, lot fan of fiction do. is awesome. I'm here. Yeah, I'm. It's it's such a it, it builds builds such a great community, which is what writers really need. Um, but I hadn't written or read romance for a really long time when I had to get back into it. And but yeah, the formula is there, and it's so it's nice to um, see what you can do after a couple of years of not writing it. I'd like to see a romance novel written in the styling of Tolkien. <laughs> I bet somebody's done that. <laughs> Long, drawn out, like talking about the dew drops on the grass blades mm-hmm. three miles from where the act is going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> like the pre-picnic blanket scene. <laughs> Look at Bree's face. <laughs> She's just not into it. People listening. Write it more like Homer. That, that'd that be some interesting Like stuff. the Iliad. Old Man in the Sea. <laughs> <laughs> you could just do a whole like anthology of short romances in the style of various authors. You could do like a Hemingway, and someone would read it. Know. Someone would definitely read it. Romance people would read it. So you 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 <laughs> <laughs> you've done a you've done a lot of a, a lot of different writing, not just smut novel writing. Right. Um, I like that you keep calling it romance. We all know what's not romance. Yeah, yeah. And the stuff I wrote was pretty explicit too. I didn't do any of the like <laughs> soft. I did the hardcore stuff. She's, that was fun. So like, <laughs> she actually what she wrote for ghostwriting is penthouse forum. She's yeah. Just not telling us. Yeah. So like none of those people are real. Like all of those those books at the store. They're all under assumed names. I'm that assuming. I, I don't know about all of them. Um, probably most of them. Yeah, I, yeah, that's a good question. There's so many, and all of the stuff I did was for mostly ebooks. So these were oh. these were even these were tiny publishers that were not hitting. They don't, you know, you're not going to find a Barnes and Noble like a hard copy of it. They right. don't need. Yeah. They're it's better on an ebook because then they don't have the shame of yeah. buying them, and they don't Straight have up. to. They don't have to do the. You're book on of the, the train month club. reading like the sluttiest scene ever, and nobody knows what you're reading. Well, you look and, smart because you've got your Kindle. yeah, your Kindle's well, out. For all they know, it's the New Yorker, but it's not. Yeah. It's, it's, well, it's a sex scene. Because the paperback, the paperback ones like, always have some steamy scene on the outside mm-hmm. of them, like a dude in a pirate shirt on the edge of a ship, and you're like, oh yeah, she's reading about people fucking. That's what's going <laughs> that's, on. That's right what's there. happening. And, yep. And the Why book you has, assume it was a she. The book has nothing to do with pirates. It's just a picture that they yeah. got. It's the same one. It's like that. there's like twelve stock photos, and they just change the color. It's all the dude with the pose. Mm-hmm. The really popular ones that I got from um, <laughs> British companies was there's there's a trend going on of. Um, like young kind of like middle class women getting swept away by like oil magnets from the Middle East, like rich Middle Eastern. It was always a fictional Middle Eastern country, but like some, some like rebellious son of a, of a oil family that didn't want to do what his dad said, damn it. And then he sweeps off this, uh, this artist or bakery owner or whatever the fuck she was doing, you know, in her little in Britain. Even bakery owners need love. They do. They do. And and who doesn't want a billionaire? I mean, if it's if he's going to offer it. That <laughs> fantasy is why the Nigerians get away with so much fucking spam mail right there. That's right. If they're already living that fantasy in smut novels, no wonder Lots they're getting yep. it. That's yep. crazy. That Prince of Mambibia is always sending me emails. <laughs> he wants to give me a million dollars. 
<laughs> it just needs my pin. <laughs> okay, Mr. Bukaki. And your heart, of course. <laughs> your heart. Your pin and your heart. That's how you know it's a romance novel because it's not. You, they don't just need the pin number. They need your. They need your heart and soul. At the end. Yeah, they need your love <laughs> and your firstborn. <laughs> so, so I think at this point Jeremy might give his secondborn. I do. Yeah, yeah. I'm tired of her right now. Yeah. <laughs> I do have a question for you about writing. Have you have you ever written or have you ever read architectural slam poetry? <laughs> architectural slam poetry, no. Because our I'm buddy Jeremy crazy. here, it's a new thing. He's he's the first, I think, to do. Is, so is it slam poetry about architecture? Yeah. We don't actually really know. It's we're gonna make it a thing. It sounds interesting. I like architecture. I, I like that stuff, especially if it gets all historical and stuff. So yeah. If I keep saying it, it will. It will be a thing. If you say it enough, people will believe it. I, well, if I like say it enough, you will write another book, another poetry book, and it will be architectural <laughs> slam poetry. Get a hashtag going. I, people start asking trying. about it. I mean, he's written poems before. He has a book, a published Three. poem book nice. or two. Three. And you have a book on archaeology, ar- <laughs> no, architecture. <that's> <laughs> she might have a book on archaeology. <laughs> <laughs> Are you an archaeologist? I have done archaeological stuff. I'm not currently one just because I'm not working in the field, but I've been on digs. I did the study. That was my minor. What in, are you uh, digging for in Utah? Oh, here Bones. it's mostly uh, indigenous stuff. Well, that's paleontology. So, oh, right. I mean, not that archaeologists don't stumble across that stuff. I'm sure they do. But I'm sure they would. But she's like down checking out the ancient Native American She's ruins. like yeah. Korean cool things. Like and then that. you've got, so there's, it's kind of an arbitrary line, but historical archaeology is usually stuff from like the 40s and 50s like it's like a 70 year gap so that stuff so kind of like counts Topaz. too yeah yeah gotcha. um so what about like the stuff indiana jones did and then he destroyed every temple yeah he's he a very into. terrible archaeologist do uh, not he's just a dick. he's horrible <laughs> don't he's, he's just, stealing shit he's knocking stuff over he's burning it down he's not asking permission like, to go in any of these countries he's, what we he's call just smuggling a in tomb robber yeah he's literally just the a fucking great robber writer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because yeah. she doesn't fuck stuff up as bad as he does. Mm. Yeah, well, the video games sometimes. Well, that's yeah. why I say he's yeah. the original. Yeah, I mean, he goes he... into the pyramids, destroys it. Yeah, yeah. That's basically what the grave robbers do. Is the shit he was doing he has like no care for what's around him, other than the one thing he's in there. Yeah, for. he didn't take a single measurement at any of those sites. Like not one. Didn't draw a picture. <laughs> did nothing. So we got nothing. There no. were no brushes involved. Not, not a single never, I have never fucking seen him use a tool other yeah. than a whip. And a gun. And, and a I've gun. never seen a real archaeologist use a whip. No, it rarely so, comes up, surprisingly. So you're yeah. stealing rare items from other countries. <laughs> Did you yell, this belongs in a museum? It's, you have to legally if you want to be an archaeologist or the state will, you know, then you're just a grave robber. But if you yell the museum line, it's... <laughs> then they're like... It it's like a, It's like diplomatic immunity. All they the have indigenous to people go. are like, oh yes, take, oh, well, take yep. it to your country. You, you said yeah, the sure. magic word, Fuck, damn just it. Just take all our shit, England. Just yep. take it all. Stay, we didn't want it anyway. No, you said the thing. Damn it. You got all these statues from us that's fine <laughs> so where's the coolest dig that you have italy um yeah we, i went to i went on a, I spent a month in it's called tornareccio um so it's a little town on the i guess the east coast there um it's like straight across from rome like across from italy um and so we were doing samnite ruins which is a uh, kind of post they were a pre-roman tribe um but the area the area we were digging was was post-rome so you saw a lot of influence there but two thousand years old hasn't seen the light of day that long it was awesome it was it was really cool what was the coolest thing you found? Oh, I got to do um, what's called heavy fractions. So when you take big piles of dirt and then very carefully sift them out and go through and find microscopic little measurements of bone and shell and anything, because you can take those and weigh them and then get more information about like what people were eating or 
um, things like that. But we actually found some Roman glass, which was really cool, oh, like wow. a teeny tiny little shard. And I thought that was awesome. awesome. Um, and then the last day of the dig, which it, apparently this always happens. It was my first dig. So I learned this lesson that I guess the last day of the dig on everybody's dig is where you find the thing. And then that, you, you have to close for the season. So fuck you. So, um, <laughs> But we found this um, is a cup. It was a um, really well intact, gorgeous like serving cup that I guess they'd only found about two or three of the style all over Italy from this time period. So that was really cool. That was probably the, the best part of the dig. It was a gorgeous little... I don't know if they've released all the uh, pictures or data from it. It was in 2014 and it takes a long time to get the... Uh, everything organized to release it but man if we can find a picture of it i'll send it to you guys that's the shit indiana jones never fucking did by the way is great lab work yeah. yeah like he, no, <laughs> measurements yeah. again yeah. <laughs> yeah it's slow it's slow it he's should like, be slower well and he like swoops in at the end he's like i found the fucking cup check yeah. this thing out i found i'm gonna take it home yep and then just stumbles out and it falls in the he crevice and fucking broke like 12 things just to get to it like if you don't bring it back and there's no pictures, it didn't happen in Indiana. Mm-hmm. How's he getting all this time off teaching his students, too? Like, who's teaching these kids back at the college that he has a job at, apparently? I don't know. His the dad. the yeah. people of the mummy don't fucking actually do their jobs either. That's true. And I they, do love the mummy. Though. I'm a sucker for that one. And they break a lot too. of shit, too. Yeah. Everyone in that movie's so hot. Uh, just, I mean, I'm not into the uncle. Frazier. Like Frazier, oh, what, whatever yeah. her brother's name is, I'm not into that dude. He, oh, I mean, yeah. he's he's of the, of the list. I'd say he's you know, but the humor is that's a good factor. Yeah, I don't think he's that funny either. Brendan Fraser is way more funny. <laughs> so <laughs> if you could dig anywhere in the world, where would you want to go dig? Now that uh, Italy was amazing, Italy was, and I I hesitate saying going back to Italy since I got to do that, but I'm but the Mediterranean is where I focus a lot of my studies, so obviously. I could find, if I could find like a specific temple of a specific goddess, I want to find Palermo. Can you go there? Ooh, that would be rad. good. Yeah, um, I'd, but I also love to do. I'd really love to learn how to dive so I could do underwater archaeology. Because man, you can find some cool shit. She wants to go to Atlantis. Oh yeah, <laughs> that place. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you mention that. The last talk we just did for the lecture series was all about um, the racism of ancient aliens and Atlantean theories and all that stuff. So yeah. So ancient aliens, like the TV show. Yeah. Oh dude. Yeah. Super racist. Yeah. yeah. It's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah. It's really sad that uh, in all of these years, we're still so fucking racist. Yeah. We're just, just never really ended. No, you know, it was, no. it was, we had a good smoke stream for a while, I feel like. And so that's about I, it. it's funny because you bring that up and like the, the weird racism. Um, I was listening to uh, Hardcore History. Oh, that's Dan, good. whatever his name is, I can't remember. But he did a, he just recently did a couple of episodes recent being like, I think in fucking July. And then... He it's almost out. July again, babe. He takes forever <laughs> to put out episodes when he does, but they're always good. But he was talking about um, perspective. He was talking about a story of a Japanese soldier in the Philippines that was still fighting World War II like 30 oh, yeah. years later. One of the things that he talked about, though, was like how people grow up in these cultures and and it's so ingrained to do these things. And he talked about when the Romans um, used to call the Mongols monsters. Well, and what they're finding is that they actually practiced head binding the Mongols and they found skulls that were very formed, like incredibly differently, probably from head binding where like they were elongated, like in mm-hmm. the back and would have definitely looked like monsters to the Romans because yeah. they don't look human. Yeah, that's crazy. But they're definitely human. So, I don't know. It's just kind of cool. Yeah, I love that. I'm really into myth and religion and seeing how that kind of stuff gets built. I love how much myth gets built off of like environmental things, um, you know, natural disasters and, and just your, their natural environment is really awesome. Well, yeah, like I've always said, so religion's kind of a, a subject for me, but I've always said there's there's certain things like if you look across religions from people 
let's take the like the Far East and like Western civilization cultures that sprung up and grew completely autonomous from each other, had no contact for thousands of years, and they still have similar stories in a lot of their mythology and a lot of their religion of things like a great, you know, world ending flood type of deal. Mm-hmm. But I think that like the human existence is similar enough that you're just going to run into stories like that. Even if we never connected, um, just being a human being Mm -hmm. is is similar enough that you're going to run into similar stories. And early civilizations all started in big, like big fertile flood valleys and like river valley plains. So the flood myth makes perfect sense for people who had to deal with. Yeah, it's not like they could call the water, so they had to be where the water was. When 20 or 30 miles is your world, yeah, a flood that goes 20 or 30 miles, the world did flood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can't, you're not going beyond yeah. that. And you like, can't comprehend beyond that because you've never, you or your tribe of people have never gone beyond mm-hmm. that. So that is the world. Yeah. So how many religions have you studied? Because you went to school specifically yeah, for that, uh, right? Yeah, and it's, I mean, that's a great question. I, I mean, overall, if you start count little ones, probably at least double digits, I would say. Um, I really into like ancient pagan stuff. Um, I'm interested in how, like, the transitions between monotheism and polytheism and why we end up with one god sometimes and why um, why sometimes we're cool with multiple gods, but other times we um, make distinctions about whether we allow them to exist or whether we admit they exist. Also, just the crazy ways that we um, build these really abstract belief structures around this human experience is, like, really mostly universal human experience well i imagine as you study religions you can really see the humanistic qualities in them um when i talk to my ex-husband about his religion and he he brings certain things up i say you realize that if there were a a real deity attached that you're saying with you know this this mega knowledge of 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 everything these minutiae that you get caught up in wouldn't really be a thing because that's a human existence mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Yep. Um, where was I going with that? I had a good point on the uh, end. Keep keep talking. I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> I, get, I get on this religious stuff and I get lost in my head. I'm like, no, we can go a thousand ways with this. Where do I want to go? Well, you were you were talking about, you know, how how polytheism turns into monotheism and and or how you can dismiss a, a, a god. Yeah, for a long time I used to think, because I'm an atheist, and and I used to think, um, like a lot of, and this gets spread in atheist circles a lot, this idea that, um, well, it gets spread in religious circles a lot, too, this idea that evolution affects religion in a linear way, like, oh, at one point we believed, like, animals were gods, or the sun was a god, and then we got Zeus and and polytheistic pantheons, and so we're going to, we evolve then into a singular god, and eventually we're going to evolve into no god, and that's just not how it works, that's not how evolution works, that's not how human um, culture evolution works, Um the questions, those are the questions I wanted to answer when I went to school is what, why did Christianity take hold? Like, it's not even the first attempt at monotheism. Right. Cause it's not even the first attempt at it. Um, what, what was, what was it about Christianity and, and that, that got us here? Um, why was it so successful? They had money and weapons. They had weapons. It was <laughs> violence really. Like I is think, the, I think a lot of it is early, early, early religion was used to explain the sun and the stars and as science and just knowledge in general, came in and that stuff was no you no longer need a god to run your son right. across because we figured out that the world rotates and all that kind of stuff so so the the role of god shifted the role of god shifts yeah and i and i it's never going away though and you hear atheists a lot will talk about um they'll get data and you get these polls all the time showing that we're becoming less religious and they're they come out all the time i've been seeing them more in the last 10 years 
Um, the problem with these polls is they often ask very basic questions like, do you go to church? Are you part of these really, really Defining, narrow definitions yeah. of religion? And, and what you'll see is, yeah, people are definitely going to church less. They're definitely calling themselves Catholic and Mormon and everything less. But what's going up is belief in ancient aliens and the occult and hauntings. All of those paranormal things that were really especially big in the 20s. Um, all of those in the last, especially, I'd say, since the election for sure, but even going further back like five years, all of those are going up in belief. So people still have the need to believe in another thing. irrational, abstract, emotional things, and they'll find a way to it. Kind of like water will always find a way out to the sea. It might not look like we recognize religion or like we have, but people will find a way to believe in stuff if they want to. And it'll just, it'll look like tarot. It'll look like astrology. It'll look like whatever is helpful to people, whatever helps them build a community and helps them. It's a big press for Scientology all of a sudden. What's that? A big push for Scientology. Is, yeah, I haven't. Have, has their numbers been going up? I've seen their ads. Like that's kind of scary. Yeah, commercials on TV. That's the, that's scary because they're all cult like and and they're yeah. and that they have the, a booth at Downtown Disney sometimes. <laughs> really? Like in Disneyland? Yeah. No yeah. kidding. Well, you a little table. They'll set up a little table. You know what the difference wow. between them and the Mormons is, right? They don't have as much money. No, they get books no, for they their have money. Way more money. <laughs> so they Mormons, like demand way more money than Mormons. They do. make you sign contracts. Mormons heavily tithe. Like I don't know too many good Mormons, and I say good in air quotes, but that, that don't do the ten percent tithing, no matter if they make seven dollars an hour or you know seven hundred dollars an hour. They all tithe ten mm-hmm. percent, like pretty fucking straightforward religiously if you will <laughs> right the differences between that and scientology is in scientology they get books for their money because uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> they all pay a shitload of money too but they end up with a stack of books well so do mormons no just, just the one just oh well there, there's there's the four well, there's, right? there's like the pearl oh, great fair. price That's too fair. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, no, but Scientologists have like whole fucking rooms full of books. I mean, L. Ron Hubbard was a goddamn genius. <laughs> yeah, that's but, creepy if their numbers are I going I think that up. he might even shake his head at this point. Oh, no. He laughed all the way to the grave. Like, I wrote <laughs> science fiction, and then I convinced a bunch of dumbasses to... Make it a religion. ...think that fucking aliens came down and made us. People want to believe stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. Now, that being said, I absolutely believe in extraterrestrial life. Oh, I, cool. I think how can you not if you believe in science at all to think we're the only unique snowflake where there's an intelligent life form in the universe is crazy Good. have have you guys read about the fermi paradox because i think about that all the time with uh with a- thinking about aliens thinking about extraterrestrial life so it's the it was it was an equation they broke down to see how how many other civilizations could possibly exist that we could communicate with and it's so it's thinking about stuff like What's the likelihood an Earth-like planet forms? What's the likelihood that life evolves and then that that life gets smart and then that life gets smart enough to build radio transmitters and to want to search for life, like to the level I guess we are? And they have a, so one of the this this equation is kind of supposed to answer the question why haven't we found anybody yet? Um, and one of the parts of it talks about how so it's kind of this uh, one of the theories people have is that once a, li- a civilization reaches the point where they can contact other people where they do have radio transmitters, they self destruct. It's almost like a thermodynamic reaction, which is just the darkest, mess, most messed up thing I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, but I like, can see it happening. Right? right? I know. It feels so well, it's like ugly real. Dark, like, fucked yeah. up, okay. messed up thing because that's what we're doing. I, right that's now. right. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm watching it happen in real time going, yep, that's that's probably well, true. As soon as we like lose our minds, as soon as we can actually yeah. like reach out. Have you heard the theory that, that we are the aliens? Oh, like panspermia? That we came to this earth five, six thousand years ago, took over this world. Five, six thousand years ago? Took oh. over this world. 
destroyed all just of that it. long that's yeah it's called that mormonism that's a twilight <laughs> that's, gonna a, say, like, that's a twilight zone episode actually <laughs> i'm sure it is <laughs> well but it's a real theory that we oh, were the yeah. aliens that we came to this it's a real shitty theory though yeah like i don't know how you can fucking believe that humans have only been here for six thousand. like we've years. got we got we've got cities older than that you're gonna have to yeah. just try to go back a little further and then yeah. maybe it'll catch some traction my ex-husband thinks that we find dinosaur bones because our earth was smushed together from other places and that there are life forms from other other world so that's so much more complicated i mean i know right (laughs) that's like the conversation i've had with with my dad's wife about obama's birth certificate and the reality of what's more likely yeah exactly that's that's the kind of like crazy that's the kind of stuff that makes me want to sit in the corner and rock rock. yeah yeah. oh god yeah conspiracy theories are a whole yeah exhausting i mean if you think about it like how how have we not found other beings yet just think about the size of the universe like mm-hmm. okay let's let's say we're not the most advanced out there that would be crazy to actually think we are because when we look at a star it, half the time dead yeah what we're seeing is that's history right. what we're looking at is is hundreds of thousands of maybe millions of years ago that we're actually getting that light so those civilizations could have come and gone or be that much more advanced and just never been able to get to us mm-hmm. like i know we all want to think star trek's awesome and warp speed and whatever other magical time traveling capabilities they have but that's that's so far into the future for me from a science fiction perspective. That destruction thing, though, like I see it, it I, like we were talking about seeing it happen, but we, we look at how you mentioned the administration, so I will, but this recent change in administration has made it okay to be upfront with your backwards views. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we see more of that. We see it become more mainstream. And I see a civilization that I think thought was advancing maybe wasn't quite as advanced and, and maybe going back even a little bit as we have to relearn that that maybe that's not the best way to treat people again mm-hmm. I, I mean yeah, we have to keep think amongst, learning these lessons over and over yeah but you got to think amongst like all the, the millions and millions of star systems that there are out there and potential planets and intelligent life forms that one of them got it right and realized that you know, but maybe they don't want to talk to us because they're like, no, oh, yeah, no, no. I totally believe that. Like mm-hmm. the episode of South Park where the intergalactic police come <laughs> and they have that criminal and they're all like steal the fake money from the criminal and then lie to the intergalactic police. And they're like, it was all a test. <laughs> and you guys fucking failed. This guy's not even real. And by the way, these space bucks that you thought you had don't fucking mean anything. You guys are morons. <laughs> Like I wouldn't talk to us if I was not from. I wouldn't either. <laughs> think about it, though, if, if we actually now. found a civilization. Do you think we would just march right in, or do you think we'd watch them for a while? No, I think we'd, we'd just destroy them. them. <laughs> oh. yeah, yeah, I think it depends on who makes that call. Yeah, sure. we're so impulsive. Like we're such an impulsive species. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, I mean, just think think about what has happened on this planet. Yeah. Like think about what has happened in the last thousand years. You know, with colonialism. Yeah, that's really the problem. Is the people making the, there'd be like a very small group that has access to the technology to make that call. Yeah. And, and they're, they're going to have totally ones. different agendas than any of us in this room or on the ground even, or scientists or any other demographic. <laughs> Normal people. Yeah, well, yeah. clearly the people in charge, some of them don't even understand that science is a real thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. They're, they'd be worried about power first and foremost. I think they would. Yep. Do something real. What can we stupid. get out of this for us is, is seems to be a running theme. Yeah. What, what can we... St- take from this and and who cares yeah. the destruction before everything's cause. on fire yeah yeah so 
you you do this you do this series the religious education series yes. right what what's that all about how did that start so i first of all i just love talking about religion and history and living in utah um i think well i think there's a, a dearth of knowledge in general in our culture um as we know from growing up and i assume you guys went to public school systems we're not we don't have the we don't have the best education system here um, history what? gets whitewashed. I know, right? It's well, he grew up in Wyoming. Out so. of 50, it's fine. I did grow up in a better school than here. Oh, that's good. How is Wyoming on education? Better better than Utah? Way better? Well, in the small mining town I grew up in, it's <laughs> fucking fantastic because we had a shit ton of tax dollars from the mines. Nice. So. That's cool. Hey. Well, while I was in Iowa, they're not, they were one of the top. Like, Iowa was? Hell yeah, dude. One of the top. Yeah, Utah, though. Utah's particularly bad. And yeah. in, in particular, this neighborhood, the worst in Salt Lake Valley. Yeah. Current high. Yeah. Well, isn't that weird how those demographics and oh, weird. the worst, the worst Some of the in poorest Utah, communities is. are in the... Yeah. Yeah, weird. So it's, it's weird how that works out almost all the time in yeah. every city across America. Imagine that. Yeah. Maybe if the education system was funded by property tax in a little bit different way where it wasn't the property around the schools that was... They keep saying mm-hmm. that the money from the DABC goes to schools but i'm not which schools the thing is i because i know how busy this brand new liquor store is the biggest (laughs) one in the state i know they have pallets of fireball sitting out there that's how much they go through so i know how much money these guys bring in i promise you that's not going to current high yeah Yeah. straight up yeah but yeah so yeah because that's in west valley Oh, oh yeah, is current ties in West Valley? No, no, no. no current ties in current ties. The liquor oh, store oh, from us. It's like, what have they done to yeah, the city? Yeah, that's what, just, just that shopping center. <laughs> they annexed that area gotcha. before Kunz huh, became a township. That's crazy. Where the Walmart is. So all yeah. that tax and revenue goes to and, yeah, West Wow, area. that's nice. Wow, okay. Yeah, I grew up right around here, and it's really crazy to see how... It's West crazy York? just to see the Bangor... Yeah. going over for like 54th and stuff i'm just like where the fuck am i like yeah. what is this that's thing? gonna happen over yeah. on 62nd now too uh, i mean it's good it's probably it's good for the traffic it's the, just crazy to watch my, things well the thing like for me is why the fuck didn't they build it that way to start right that would have been and like they just built mountain view corridor mm-hmm. out here the further out they're already messing lights. it up nah, of course why didn't you just build it with overpasses because there's tons of development already happening out there like anyway we're not, not great developers yeah no, we're, we're, we're idiots bad. yeah but yeah, so we're idiots, which is why I started this, this <laughs> religious education series. Um, so I segues. <laughs> Thanks. That's good. Uh, it's good for podcasts. Um, I get frightened when people don't know about history and when they don't understand um, what knowing what not knowing what religion does to a culture in their everyday life, what it can do. And it's less about I don't you know it's less about belief and less about you know going after the Mormons. It's really just about you can. Whether you're Mormon or not Mormon in this state in particular, you're going to get affected by it. You should understand how the Mormons work. You should understand how they affect the state. You should understand how religion affects our culture. You should understand how the Catholics affected America and how the Protestants did and how, like, not knowing that stuff leaves gaps in your knowledge and it makes it easier for shit like ancient aliens to be stuffed in there or the belief that, um, or any, really any, any religious mythology, like the Mormon mythology, look how harmful that's been to the indigenous culture here. Um, not knowing how we got here is how you, have gaps in your edu- in your education that people can fill in with nonsense. Um, so I did the lecture series as a, as a, in hopes to share some of the information I've learned um, and to um, address specific issues that I think are getting worse in our culture in general right now in the in the climate. Um, so we've done talks on um, the Salem witch trials and the, and the Inquisition and how that relates to patriarchy and how that relates to white supremacy and how those are still being reflected in today's society, how capitalism is involved in that, how the control of women's bodies via lack of abortion access, lack of um, health care access is all about controlling 
um, a literal system of labor and capitalism, right? Things like that. So I can show you through history and religion how we got here and why we think the way we do about women and babies and, and abortion and um, all various topics like that. Um, but yeah, I just did this because I think we're we're our ignorance is not helping, and people need more context. People need more, and people really want to learn about this stuff. People, there's always that. Oh, we don't talk about religion, politics, nonsense. But on the contrary, I find you should talk about that stuff. I agree, and I find people um, all the time are way more interested in talking about it than people want to admit. They they people want to know about this stuff, um, and so I've been fortunate to have some lectures and people come out and just like a Saturday or Sunday, it's free. Um, it's like an hour, and then I record the lectures. Right now, I'm having technical difficulties with the website, but um, we record the lectures, put them up so everybody can watch them. I put up all the sources and um, PowerPoints and everything, so you don't have to watch it. You can literally just read the transcript, because um, I'm all about access. Um, it's a big problem that a lot of these lessons we don't learn up until college, and people can't access college all the time. Um, it's getting more and more cost prohibitive. Um, so just in, uh, trying to break down some education barriers for a community I really care about that's needs help and needs um needs more access to that information and and better to, to help make better decisions and well i think i mean you talk about our our community in particular here in the state of utah i mean we talked a little bit about this you know utah's is becoming more and more progressive that's part of why we decided to start the show three some odd years ago um but but a, a big chunk of that is is understanding you know, the pervasive culture in Utah is the LDS religion. It is Mormonism. Um, I'm going to continue to call it that probably till the day I die because, you know. That's <laughs> it's just, hard to get out I grew up in yeah. a different time, okay? Uh, things were different back then. <laughs> it's like then. the Delta Center. <laughs> the Delta Center. Oh, I've gotten past that. Um, it's ESA now, <laughs> it's right? The, the Viv. Is oh, it the Viv? <laughs> <laughs> it is Viv and Smart Home Arena. That's right. It's not Energy Solutions Arena anymore. See? <laughs> We're getting, keep there. Up. We're getting there. Uh, man, I hope they never change the Rio Tinto Stadium. Uh, that You'll be the, screwed. I'll be really screwed. <laughs> well, RSL will have a lot of problems because they use the riot and a ton of stuff. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, but the pervasive culture here is the, the Mormon culture. Um, and the thing is, at least for me, is if, if I were to question the things that they do and that they say and the activism that they have politically and their hand in our in our legislature and and don't understand where they're coming from by not knowing about their religion and their belief systems like i'm i'm just being an ignorant asshole at that point yeah yeah and it's I, one thing to be like chill with your mormon neighbors and stuff and we should all be trying to build that community we also need to fight back and push when we pass a bunch of referendums and they just overturn them or when they're advancing stuff that's not based on science like conversion therapy or any of that stuff when they're literally killing kids with with like no we're not this isn't a game and we have to we have to push back and we have to understand how, however people have gotten these beliefs that they think you know women and gay people are inferior um they're not going to look at science based on climate change or our air pollution scenario which is just going to get worse um i mean what you're forcing people what are you supposed to do you're supposed to you have to fight back and you're not going to be able to do that very effectively if you don't understand where people are how they got here which is um not not to me the same thing as as not backing down. It's yeah. you still have to push against them. The, yeah. the most powerful thing in a conversation with someone is being able to empathize with them, being able to show them that you understand mm -hmm. where they're coming from and then begin talking to them because otherwise they just shut you down. Mm -hmm. If you're like, well, you're wrong. They're, they're not going to listen to anything past what you just said. 
Whereas if you can empathize with them and you can say, yeah, you know, look, I get it. This thing is what you believe. Is that correct? The conversation then opens up and, and they'll actually start talking to you. And I don't have to get along with my neighbors next door because they fucking <laughs> open their camper and dump garbage on my front lawn every damn weekend. Well, that's just dick behavior. You don't, yeah, you definitely don't have to get on with that. It's, <laughs> Mormon or not, that's just dick behavior. Also, by the way, they're dicks. They go to the gym in the morning. They're there every morning when we're leaving. They they're usually us. coming in. They ignore us. Like That's I've really. said hi and wave to them and they ignore us, but they'll fucking talk to me in the yard. I don't understand it. I don't know if there's is like there some... a gym code. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> don't talk to anybody after or before five o'clock in the morning. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Sorry. I just had to go on. The about well, and, and, and you've got to remember that there, that, you know, while you might not agree with their beliefs and, and they might, might be over controlling. I say that, you know, tongue in cheek, but there's some good that 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 their religion has brought our state, which is um, they're very socialistic. They'll get mad at you if you say that, but they're very socialistic, That's and fair. so they're socialist. We don't mm-hmm. we don't see recessions and things like that as badly because they're there to help um, our healthcare network throughout our the rural center of our state um, pretty much exists because of Intermountain Healthcare and the fact that they're highly um, lucrative hospitals here in the Valley can fund hospitals out in rural communities, which makes our healthcare some of, you know, the most accessible around. Uh, There are good things to it. It's just them trying to make everyone believe religiously what they think should be believed. Yeah. I, I, that's where I feel like they, they, they draw the, they, people with religions, they get fanatical about, you must follow my, my rules. No, you must follow your rules. And I'm okay with that. If you, you know, your rules are right okay up until they get in the way of mine. Mm-hmm. And this is coming from a Catholic, you know, they're the original. <laughs> no, We're going to conquer your saying, ass and force you And to I'm not saying that, that, that they didn't. I mean, she talked about the Crusades and, and, and there's there's blood on, on the Catholics' hands. There's a lot mm-hmm. of blood um, on their hands. Yeah. You know, it's it's an old church. It's going to have every. Well, every I'm just waiting for I'm just happen. waiting for the Mormons to get to that point, right? They've gotten some massacres under their belt already. We did a whole talk. I did a whole talk for Res yeah. about the Mountain Meadows massacre I, and how it related to um, the the same talk we're hearing today, the same kind of rhetoric we're hearing today. How it was inflamed by the xenophobia, it was inflamed by people who had incentive to piss people off because um, you see a lot of the same patterns. And I mean, religious violence is not any kind of like extremist violence. It's not to any religion it's not really to any political party it can happen under almost it's just a circumstantial thing it's like you can it's like ingredients in a pot and you can make those ingredients almost anywhere yeah. and I, i'm just waiting because the mormons are so young in terms of like in, in terms of history um you know they got they got a few hundred more years before they really need to get violent so i think <laughs> i'm kind of hoping that they'll start schisming and power will get a little more dispersed before because the catholic <laughs> church had that where they were able to consolidate so much power oh, yeah. under state power and mix that up where the Mormons have really, they did that in Utah, but they're already starting to slip on that, which is great. Um, and not that I want the church destroyed. I definitely want their hold on anybody who's not a part of their church destroyed, though. Right. Um, they're, so. they're, they're, look, they are the predominant religion still in the state. They're not as pervasive as the the legislative body would suggest that they are. Um, so there's some, some mm-hmm. inaccuracies there what, in terms of inequality. The most frustrating part. Yeah. But, yeah. but the, the thing to keep in mind is, we're going to have laws that are informed by their beliefs mm-hmm. because 
there's the majority of Utah is informed by those beliefs. Yeah. Still today, the majority is is that way. Um, but but being able to have conversations with those people and understand them uh, goes a long way, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, I think that's true. The legislature is your father. Mm -hmm. But you're right. We are we are starting to see that that break. Yeah, stronghold. Yeah, and it's, it was it was. I think it was inevitable. I mean, you can't. You, you can't keep a bubble on Zion anymore. It's it. They tried it, and then as soon as the, as soon as the U.S. government actually came in and took Utah, that was yeah. kind of the countdown, I, in my view. <laughs> looking still, at Mormon history, look, they're yeah. still trying to take it, and us us in Utah, the Mormons in particular, are still trying to fight the federal government taking parts of Utah away. Yeah. And been successful apparently in the last couple of years yeah. with the administration uh, decreasing some size of parks and things like that. Um, but I I think Utah. One of the other things that it has you know, against it in terms of the Mormon religion, I should say, is this is the age of information. Mm -hmm. So during the Crusades, no one knew how to read. Yeah. The only way you got God was through someone telling you, and that's part of how they held power. Mm -hmm. That's not the case anymore. And so when the LDS church makes a decision, and, and we didn't we didn't talk about this uh, in our last show, but I think it's worth talking about now. So they make a decision a couple of years ago and say, uh, if you're the child of, you know, bisexual Adopt or homosexual stage. parents, we're not going to baptize you as a kid until you're you're 18. And then you no have blessing to, for you. And, and then, then you have to. Uh, your parents are apostates. And yes, you have you, you have, have to decry to, them and say yeah. that, you know, I I disassociate myself with yeah. them. And that that statement, that stance now, regardless of what their membership numbers truly are in terms of like how many people were actually active and going what that did was create a lot of a lot of friction mm -hmm. inside the church and a lot of people that had already left the church were officially leaving the church and i think they saw some some serious hits and they've they've made for better or worse or for whatever reason they've made a 180 on that yeah. stance which is crazy they've never done that that fast and i, and I think it's fantastic that they've done that mm -hmm. i mean it took them how many years to let uh black people into the priesthood um to have was, a revelation yeah, it was that like 78 that suddenly they're not marked like i i use that as an example because it's a pretty glaring example of how uh a, a prophet can get a revelation from God and make a decision for the better of the church. Look, the Catholics do the same thing. If the Pope tomorrow said birth control is fine, all the Catholics that have been using birth control for, for years would say, <laughs> Hey, thanks for catching up to us, Pope. Mm. Um, but, but in the, in, <laughs> in the Mormon church, you know, I, I applaud them for making that change. Um, but I think part of why they had to make that change is we're in a, different world now well and the, the change only takes us back to what the, they were before which yeah. is don't ask don't tell and then they made it worse in 2015 by saying we're basically you're basically apostates and and casting families apart and they had deaths. to retract because they i don't think that, yeah they're definitely behind ever since the first ex-mormon message board went up um on early internet man they've been ha struggling against that age of information struggling against that um they can't control Things like their temple vows and, and um, information about sexual assault and all sorts of stuff. They can't, they don't have that hold on it anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at what's going on in BYU. With the right. BYU oh, Police man, Force. that was cool. Yeah. That, I cannot believe that any, there's being any ethical argument being made for a private religious police force. Like, are you out of well, your you know mind? that they're are building you, like, that. Read a history book, dude. <laughs> the Knights Templar you know private right, police force. They did great, right? They did great things. Well, you know that they're building that. There's something out in West Valley to be training the police force, right? Yeah, You've well, heard that. But no, no, no. It's to train. It's to train security forces for Mormon. Okay, yeah. Positions. Mormon there. police. That's well, terrifying. It's That's not terrifying. Mormon police. It's Mormon security forces. It's different. It's like private security. I, for I get it, countries. but that's essentially yeah. what it's it like is. Like men in black. 
that's yeah. That's I mean, I would equate it to what's the what's the private security force that got in trouble over in Iraq? The, the like Blackwater. Blackwater. Yeah, yeah, that's what I equate them to. Are they, oh man, are they? Oh yeah, let's look. At but this. again, it's it's the the that humanistic quality that I that I point out. These guys out. can be armed. Oh yeah! Holy yes. shit! Yeah, they're going to teach armed. them how to shoot. And... Oh man! But they're 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 there to protect essentially missionaries. Well, missionaries and and the the prophets and hey, look, stuff. But the pope wow. fucking rolls around in the pope mobile with the security force. Yeah, we can't talk shit. Look, the Catholics. I'm not have the saying. Same. I'm just <laughs> saying, like it's something that's just happening. because I yeah. say something bad about something else doesn't mean I'm saying something good about mine. No, no, no. But I'm saying the Catholics do it already. Like, yeah, I mean, Swiss Guard's been around since. Didn't like Leonardo da Vinci design their their outfits? Yeah, the purple and gold. Oh yeah, one of those two. They've been around oh, forever. Man. Speaking of, okay, speak, let, let's talk about some good sides of religion because I don't want to just. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to bash. No, so I, I love. See, even as an atheist, I, I study religion because I love it. Like yeah. I love, I love mythology. I love stories. I love storytelling. I love fiction. I that's that's well, what. Did I you love know about we religion. have a temple for Ganesh down in South Jordan? Ooh, I yeah, found I it. Know that. I was I like I took a wrong road and I was like yeah, there, there's actually a fair number of Hindu it's temples. Beautiful. The it's beautiful. Um, but like Bree said, the Mormon church for Utah has been fantastic from a, a socialism standpoint. They are socialists. They've created social programs that take a big burden off of the state, mm-hmm. which is why we can have such a conservative ass rural state and get away with it. That's a big part of the reason. There's other other states in the country that have the same kind of beliefs and are like economically in the shit. Mm-hmm. And and that's because they don't have the church to back up a huge chunk of that population from a social welfare standpoint. So it's easy for a guy in the Mormon church to say the government shouldn't be giving out welfare. But what he doesn't understand is that there's a hundred members of his specific ward that are probably getting social welfare from the church. The exact same thing that the others may not get because they're not a part of that religion. But what I was going to say is religions brought us a lot of other really good stuff. Look at, let's just talk about potatoes. (laughs) Sadly, uh, I mean, it's just in my mind because of what happened the other day, but like the cathedral. Yesterday. Notre Dame. Oh man, that was just yesterday. Wasn't that's, it? that's, Christ. that's just a, that's a, a really well, terrible thing. If you just look at it non-religiously, like look at all the art and the architecture mm-hmm. that was destroyed. Yeah, that's, but think, and that's one of the things that you get, like the cathedrals, the Catholic cathedrals, even the Mormon temples, they are beautiful mm-hmm. works of architecture and art and cathedrals all over the world have some of the most beautiful, stunning, iconic artwork that exists in modern well, people history. people still flock to them and it's not necessarily religious pilgrimages, it's, I want to see the art, I want to see the building. Yeah. So when I yeah. studied architecture at the U, they would take tours like that to go through Europe and mm-hmm. go through specific buildings for architectural purposes not so much for religion well i know it's like it was interesting when when we were chatting about it yesterday when it was happening when you were talking about you know thickness of walls and things like mm-hmm. that 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 come into play for a structure like that and why it, it can remain standing yeah. um despite the fact that the whole top of it was on right. fire I, I mean it, it it's that, a testament <laughs> to the people who built it no matter why they built it it's still amazing and without that religion, that building wouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. Well, Scotland is that way. I mean, St. Andrew, Andrew's Cathedral. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you look at the way that those are built and knowing that pieces of them are still standing, it's just... Yeah, it's pretty incredible. They knew, uh, yeah, they knew what they were doing, even if 
maybe they didn't, and it's just it's well, amazing. Throughout history, especially back then, it was the religions that had the money. Yep. Yeah. It was the church that could afford to build mm-hmm. those buildings. Yeah. What are some well, of the they things? served the public. I mean, maybe not always in the best way, but, you know, people would go there for food when they were poor. People would go there for sanctuary. People went there for all sorts of things, and, and that's where everything was held because of, of that their ability to to build large structures for people to congregate in. Sure. What, what are some of the things that you've come across? Because you've, you've studied religion probably way more than any of us. Uh, what are some of the things you've come across that are like fantastic positives that religion's brought to the to modern world? Well, for, so for me, the, the impulse to religion at this point in what I study, because the way I've thought, felt about religion has changed as I've learned stuff. And at this point, I feel like religion is, is a, a way humans cope with our ability to abstract think to imagine things that don't exist, um, to make connections, um, which oftentimes results in magical thinking, right? Things like um, people who are saying, oh, God burned down Notre Dame as a message, or he did it as a as a warning, right? Like that's magical thinking, right? Just connecting these kind of abstract things to a real thing. Because there was a gay person inside. Right. And there's, any, and there's so many <laughs> interpretations of that, right? You could have, you could make up any single thing you want about this fire and, and interpret it and, and, and have an emotional reaction about it, right? And it doesn't, and it's kind of impossible to prove wrong, and, except for like... Except for the fact that the it was probably because they were, doing you know, doing construction. Yeah, it was probably just a... Yeah, there was, was probably, probably a rag accident. that was balled up yeah. in a corner, covered in solvent that Next exploded. Next to a faulty extension yeah. cord. But those people will take those beliefs that they have about what caused that fire, and they're going to take them out into the world, and they're going to raise kids, and they're going to vote, and they're going to manage employees, and all of the way that they feel about the world with those magical thoughts is going to go into their... The way that they move in the world which is why yeah the mormon church controlling our legislative stuff is is a is a problem it's also a problem how they leak down into our culture in the way that even counterculture kids feel pressure to get buried at 20 and 21 and 22 here and have kids even though they're not part of the church right have you know they just raised the legal age from 14 to 16 for what getting married getting married here in utah oh god why is it still a 16 well it was 14 up until like three weeks yeah i dude i remember reading an article (laughs) within the last like three months about how many states still have child marriage on the books and i just want to burn this entire country down it's so disgusting you say that but but my daughter had had she was planning a trip up here this last weekend and she came up and she had plans all weekend and then at one point she sent me a text and she was like i really just need a mom day now as a mom i was like crap there's something wrong and my top three were one you're dropping out of school two you're getting married three you're pregnant Mm -hmm. and two and three essentially mean you're dropping out of school like (laughs) those were my fears so i mentioned this to my boss who is is a very conservative mormon man white man and he's like so i get number one but what's so bad about number two and three i'm like she just turned 21 yeah like that's the end of her life those 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 things at that age are not good things at that age Mm -hmm. and i don't want that for my child now it turned out it was a simple thing and she just she just needed some downtime and it was it was not a big deal at all for me it was a big deal for her and she's already on the process of getting over it but those were my three big things and that he didn't think that two of them were a thing right well marriage doesn't affect men the same way it does women it's certainly yeah the the the, the teenage thing is just that's a whole different podcast episode we just could do about that. About, <laughs> yeah. Skype about, on that. Oh my! Oh my God! Yeah, I'll just <laughs> well, I will he has rage three for three daughters. I'm like, no, of course he does no, because no. yeah, of course he does. Yeah, and that's what I mean. These people are raising children, and what is he teaching those girls? And what are those girls going to take out into the world? Right? It doesn't matter how foolish we think people's beliefs are or how much we disagree with them. They are literally affecting the real world, no matter how fake they are. And we have to kind of cope with that. And religion, to me. 
Um, so it's coping with our ability to think abstractly. It's coping with our kind of almost impulse to think magically. And because we all do it, even as an atheist, I catch myself doing that shit because it's not really about a belief in God so much as about my brain trying to connect patterns that I don't have all the information and data for. So it's filling in the gaps. Um, it's also us coping with death, coping with not just death, but knowing we're going to die and coping with with loss. Um, they found I think it's pronounced homo naledi. Um, it was a couple of years ago. It's one of our um, human ancestor offshoots that they found. And it's and these are tree dwellers, two million years old, I believe two million years old, who are um, where, where they found were actually interring their dead in a cave and putting, you know, in a in a way that suggested they were aware of death and, and they put flowers and they and they mm-hmm. made a. Um, a ceremony out of it, which is one of the big things that makes us human, right? Interment, um, burial rites and, and, um, burial goods and how, how do we take care of our dead? Um, what does it mean when we don't? Um, what does it mean if we do something like cannibalism? Um, so it's religion's a big, it's kind of answer those questions, trying to create a society that's, that's answered some of those questions and we can gather around that. Um, there's a lot of social cohesion to religion, which is really important. Um, social, we're social animals. We can't live isolated. Um, religion gives us a point to come around and help each other. It gives us something to circle around, something to, like you said, gather at the cathedral, whether or not you're Catholic or Christian, um, because this is the town square. This is the meeting hall. This is where, you know, you can come get news for the day. You can come uh, talk to your neighbors or buy supplies, right? It's a, it's a meeting basketball. point. basketball. Yeah, I'm sure, I know. There was a lot of that. The, the Notre Dame League. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just talking locally. Like, I mean, think about right. the, the war- Yeah. How the many war-houses. non-Mormons go and go and play war ball all the time, right? Yeah, end up uh, with busted up elbows and wrists and ankles. Yeah, lot and swear words that should not have been said in the yeah, house like, of the yeah, Lord. Why are you saying that in church? <laughs> yeah, the chapel's right there through those Sorry, foldy Father. doors. Oh, I can hear you. See, that's Sorry, that's Father. what's okay about the Catholic religion. You're just not supposed to take the Lord's name with it, but you can say all <laughs> the say other swear words. By the way, best church when you go to a function and they've got booze. <laughs> I'm here for that. That's yeah. my kind of church, yeah. right? Like, I can get behind that. Like. I love the Hindus. Holy <laughs> shit. They drink a lot of functions. I love those guys. Yeah. Um, no. So. Yeah. So there's a lot of good, like there's a lot of parts to religion that are necessary to us being human and having society. The problem is that anytime you have power and, and it's not just religion, it's politics. It's anytime you're hoarding resources, anytime you're saying I've got the only route to something like information, like God, like spirituality, like. Um, medicinal knowledge, any of that. Anytime you take a, a thing that should belong to everybody because everybody needs it and say, I'm the only route to it and you have to do what I want to have access to it, that's where you lose me. I don't care if you're doing it in the name of a king or a god or whatever. Or Just money. don't hoard resources. Don't be a dick. Take care of people first. Essential oils. Yeah. Are, are they, they hoarding those? No, dude. They fucking shit the those. hell out of those. They're, they're like, no, we have no, too many of these. We need to start these. hoarding essential oils. <laughs> we're, we're in the security line at the Grand California yesterday in Disneyland, and the security guard opens my friend's purse, and it's like, what is this? She's it's like, like a, it's oil. It's a bottle of, like, fucking patchouli oil. <laughs> this is funny. Is it one of the big drippers? You just, no, like, it was just a small <laughs> bottle. Yeah, so, I just thought it was funny. <laughs> like, is this an LSD? What's in here? Wouldn't you like to know? Yeah, officer? just put that peppermint oil right on your tongue. It'll make your headache go away. <laughs> Some of that stuff does work, but I, it does not fucking get rid of measles. Guys, get vaccinated. Oh yeah, oh, God. <laughs> that's a, that and the flat Earth are things. Yeah, a whole other see can these, of worms. see these other magical thinking things magical. that are happening. We're getting oh, away from fuck. God. We're going into flat Earth. We're going into crazy shit like animals. Fucking measles, mumps in Draper. Are you serious? Yeah, yes. mumps case at Draper mumps Elementary. Outbreak. 
Not an All outbreak, right, no. just one case. Is it just one? I thought Do it was adults more. need to get revaccinated? Yes. Def- oh, yes. They actually it. just had an article okay. that came out that like kids that are were our sure. age like yeah. need in to get 80s. checked. If yeah. you got vaccinated in yeah. the 80s, you... you well, gotta... like your, your whooping cough, your pertussis vaccine is in your... Um, it was like tetanus. junior high. Tetanus. Yeah. But, but, but tetanus. So tetanus lasts for seven years, but pertussis, pertussis is, like is like three, three or four. God damn it. Okay. Well, I guess I need to get revaccinated then for these kids to chill, like kill yeah. me. <laughs> like zombies. And well, you know, their idiot parents are vaccinated, which is the bullshit thing. They're not going to die. No. Well, it's the stupid, you know, we we're losing that, that herd inoculation that we yeah, had. Man. And, and it's a danger to people who can't get. Yeah. Like really I medical. get it. If, if you can't get, then you can't. You're allergic mm-hmm. to eggs or whatever. We don't want to kill you inoculating you. But now we've put your life in danger because we've decided that we would rather mail lollipops that kids who have chicken so pox have dumb. sucked on so in the so mail so and have everybody like get chicken pox party. Yeah. <sighs> So gross. That's the grossest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. I had chicken pox party when I was a kid. That's how I got them. <clears throat> got the kids I didn't together. have I didn't have chicken pox until I was older and That's it was my dad a did. miserable. Let him play. I hear it's worse all, which, is, which by the way is really fucked up because you're sick and miserable with chicken pox and your mom's like, "Let's go play with your friends." You're like, "Fuck, I'm just <laughs> I don't feel good." Can Fuck I just you. lick them real quick and go back home? <laughs> well, they're all licking you. You're open <laughs> you're open chicken pox. What is happening? <laughs> so that that is what oh that God. is legit what is happening. So so Megan, how do people find your stuff or get a hold of you? <laughs> oh man. So you can email me and my email address is I am night sky at gmail.com all one word all uh, lowercase I have a Twitter it's on private right now because I'm moving and stressed out but I will open it again soon um, but it's six moments at the six moments you can get me there um, religious education series has Facebook Instagram um, also has its own Twitter account I haven't been on that one in a minute and it will have a YouTube channel as soon as I get that back online cool so we got one more question for you uh, you live in Utah for now mm-hmm. um, and you've lived here all your life what uh, what's one thing that you would tell someone visiting the state that they needed to do before they left oh man um, <laughs> gotta make up in the mountains you just you've gotta you gotta do a mountain drive do the like Heber Provo out through the canyons drive do something get up in the in the hills in the clean air um, and I, our forests are unique and interesting and and yeah just get up in the mountains well, thanks so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Man. Yeah, thank you, guys. I think that's going to do it for the night. Uh, thanks again to uh, to Megan Kennedy. Um, it's Megan. <laughs> to Megan Kennedy. <laughs> uh, uh, it's, uh, that was a that was a good conversation. I think um, it was. Uh, I like getting into religious conversations when people aren't. Already with defensive, defensive. Yeah. yeah. And nobody's trying to sell anything when it's really actually a discussion. That's always, but it goes back to what, what we were saying. Like, understanding where someone's coming from goes a long way to having a real true conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, just just being able to understand why they believe what they believe or, or exactly what it is that they believe uh, and not making assumptions. So, uh, it's going to be uh, hopefully a, a wet, but not floody next few days. So, um, hope you guys is it have supposed a good to week. rain for Comic Con, or is it supposed to have cleared up by then? Uh, it's Fan X, not Comic Con. They can't use that moniker anymore. I can say it. What are they going to do? <laughs> it's supposed Come to rain me. on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't tell you guys earlier. RSL one. Congratulations! That's because I didn't go. I think I'm a jinx. Yeah. So now, now Brie can't go anymore. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah. But my boss went to that game and he said that he had a blast. And I, I'm always glad when, um, when people who are new to it go and and there's a win, just because it's kind of hard to get into it and be excited about something when when the team loses. So that makes me happy. Yeah, Jazz fans are still bitching about the finals. So <laughs> anyway, uh, that's going to do it. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else. I'll try not to cough in your ear holes next week. You can follow us and leave us a review. Oh, yeah. Fuck, I forgot about all that. Thanks. <laughs> so follow us on Twitter at TNU Podcast or Instagram and the same handle. Um, there is no Snapchat because that's weird. Um, <laughs> you can get on TikTok and check out the cool videos. My TikTok stream, I finally actually made an account um, so I could like pet videos and now all i see is cute animal videos and my tiktok cute feed. kitties and puppies and bunnies that's like it like i had to actually go seek out some other stuff so i could diversify, diversify my feed, feed. it's like, it's like was, being on wish.com uh-huh once you look at lawn chairs that's all you're gonna you get. click on one dirty porno thing and <laughs> the whole okay so on wish because of the way their algorithm is it's pretty aggressive like there was a like a like a desk thing that was there right and and I go into it, I'm like, oh, this is kind of interesting. It was like one and of those. And he's looking on his phone, so the picture is like the size of yeah, a you know, little, thumbnail. They're little thumbnails on the phone, and it's a desk thing, like a like a like a laptop type desk that you could like move around with you, right? So your lap, your hot laptops aren't right on your lap. At least I think that's what it is, and I'm pretty sure that might have been what it was in some instances. But there's like ten pictures, and I'm scrolling through them, and they all like just different positions, and there's a computer on this thing, and then like the last picture is two people fucking on it. Like, it's being used as, like, a sex chair, basically. For some reason, like, not all the pictures, just, like, the last one or two. After that, my feed... Maybe it's to show how strong the table is. (laughs) (laughs) My feed was, like, dildos and, like, sex dice and, like, like BDSM crap. Like, I had to go (laughs) seek out other things and start clicking on them to clean my feed up. <laughs> one one thing, one thing, and it just totally jacked up my wish feed. So, uh, also go to our website, thenewutah.com. Uh, and if you like what you hear, please share it. Uh, please leave us a review on whatever platform uh, you listen to this. The only platform that I know that I can see reviews easily is iTunes, <laughs> and that's not that easy. But leave them because I do try to seek them out and read them. Uh, and, or you can just you know, message us you on, Facebook. on Facebook. Yeah, you can leave us a review on Facebook. A lot of people have done that. And if you don't like something, um, let us know. Maybe we'll change it. Maybe we'll say we don't give a shit what you think, but. Uh, you know, we'll talk about it probably. <laughs> or send us mail if you can figure out our address. <gasps> we didn't open our mail. Oh, sure yes, we did. did. That's right. I was upstairs. You had to go get the guest. So. We opened our cheese tickets. Cheese tickets. I, yeah. I remembered as soon as I started to say it because it's over mm, on my... Cheese tickets. Maybe that'll just be the name of the episode now. Cheese but tickets. But you have to put the mm at the beginning. Mm, cheese tickets. Mm, cheese cheese tickets. tickets. How many mm's and mm? Just four. <laughs> no, it has to be an odd number. It's no. weird to have even. 